0: It's Chet. Chet Czar, that is. Here with another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Today uh, is an interview with Paul Komoda. It's the second interview we've had with Paul, and it's been a year. I couldn't believe it's been a year, as you will hear in the interview. Um, this is a really killer episode. It went in some places I... I don't think either of us imagined it would go. <laughs> Maybe he knew. I didn't, but it's really interesting. And you know, it occurred to me at one point during the interview. I, some of the, you know, I just speak my mind and I'm honest on the podcast, and I I don't stop and think about the fact that things I'm into are probably not what most of the people are into, like the magic stuff or the spirituality stuff. And I was thinking, man, I bet you with some of the stuff I said on this, I bet you, I wonder if people think I'm crazy sometimes or deluded or something. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I should cut that stuff out. But then I thought, I don't give a shit if people think I'm crazy. Uh, So I just, you know, obviously I didn't cut it out. So I don't know. Just something I was thinking about. I, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I just let it fly. And, uh, who cares really what anybody thinks, but yeah, I found this, this episode to be really fascinating, very interesting and very inspiring. Um, so I got, uh, let's see, I got no questions this week. Once again, I'm telling you not doing the five questions is kind of like, um, it's been a lot easier to get this podcast together. Not that I'm bailing on the whole thing, but maybe I'll keep it for special occasions or something. But it's like, that's just that one thing, just taking that one thing away has made it so much more doable. That's kind of the, uh, the five questions is kind of the straw that broke my back. But, um, you know, unless people really want it, I don't, people aren't messaging me with questions all the time anyway. So I'm assuming it's not that big of a deal, but, Uh, So as far as my my life, my art life update, let's see, what is going on? Got a bunch of stuff off to Lee Shamel, some sculptures to get molded, those are done, got to pick those up for some new resin stuff, and I guess the big thing is mainly starting doing the doodles on my tool posters that I pre-sold last month. And getting those shipped, so that's going to be a bit of a chore, but they're fun to do. I'm trying to do each poster. I'm trying to just make it its own unique thing. And um, yeah, so those are kind of fun. So I've, I've got some time set aside. It's just, you know, it's still really difficult. I still am juggling everything. I still have study commissions to do that I haven't done. I've got, still got commissions from way back. I got the dystopia book still. Aye, aye, aye. But I'm working on it. I'm pushing. I'm going as, you know, as hard as I can. I still work seven days a week. Uh, you know, it'd be great. What I would really love is a as a, a sculpting assistant. That would be really great. Someone I could, I don't know. There's certain aspects of sculpture that, require a lot of labor you know like well maybe uh after the rough the rough out stage of a sculpture there's a lot of cleanup to do before you start detailing it it'd be cool to be able to hand stuff off to to people and have them you know refine it a little bit and then give it back to me that would be great or there's things like uh Recat like a a mold's getting trashed from use and so i'll pour pour some monster clay in there in the mold and then pull it out and then clean the sculpture up to remold it and just like the cleanup that would be great so if anybody out there is interested well you'd have to be kind of local anyway it's just uh me fantasizing about having, having some help with that stuff. Unfortunately, the stuff I need help with the most is really mostly stuff that I need to be doing, you know, like the original work and anyway, I'm rambling. So that's pretty much been it. Uh, Getting, getting going on the tool posters, hoping to have those done in about a week and then on to commission studies, get those done and blah, 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 blah. On it goes let's move on to the new um, new subscribers I think this is I think this uh, starts where I left off last time although I think I may have skipped last month I don't remember maybe not okay new subscribers to the dark art society patreon which is at patreon.com slash society we've got Rebecca Tinman Timmon, sorry, Rebecca Timmon, not Tin Man. Timmon, thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate your support. Rob Don, thank you, Rob. Rob's actually, I checked out his work because he sent me a message. It's actually um, really cool. Uh, Ariella, ooh, this is a hard one. Ariella or Arie- Ariella Vase stuck v a y s T-U-K-H Vastuk Vastuk Why well, thank you Ariella Ariella I, I, I I'm i sorry if I Mutilated your name But I appreciate you Alicia Zaringo I know Alicia from Facebook From way back Thank you Alicia for joining I appreciate that Morgan Shea Hey Morgan Thank you so much And finally Chris Hernandez So that's pretty good We got Uh one, two, three, four, five, six new people. That's cool. Lots of good response to the to last episode, the last episode, which I knew there would be the uh Mikey Carrasco episode one fifty three where uh Mikey gets anxiety at the beginning of the show and kind of stops it, and we keep talking and recording and and he decided to let me keep it in. It's a pretty uh powerful episode and he really kept it real and, uh, it was very commendable of him. It's awesome. And, and a, a lot of artists have been contacting me saying how, uh, they can relate to it. And it's really, they think it's really important that we put it out there. So that was exactly what I was hoping for. So anyway, let's get on with this interview. It's so good. And it's kind of long. It's over two hours. This is the, the Paul Komoda interview, our second uh, interview with him. It's a good one. It gets weird. It's weird and good, just the way I like it. Weird, good, and deep. So that's it. I hope you enjoy this interview with my good pal, the incredible, the amazing, the brilliant Paul Komoda. All right. Hope you like it. again Paul.
1: Uh, hey Chad, how you doing man?
0: <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for coming coming finally. It's been a year. I can't believe it's been a yes, year. Yeah,
1: a year. There we go again. I remember we were talking about this last time. <laughs> we're saying time has compressed to the point where you miss something and Boom, there goes a year. Yeah,
0: it's called old so age. I'm, I'm glad you're
1: using you, It's that time compression that happens when you're yep. You're in an advanced state of it, <laughs> your life. But, um, and, you know, I, I just I just take it in stride, more or less. But I'm, I'm very grateful that you suggested this because things would have just gone on. I would have gotten caught up in whatever nonsense I'm involved in. <laughs> Yeah,
0: well, I, it, I, uh, it seemed like a good time to have you on because we've been talking about. I know we've talked about part two a couple times, having you on again, um, and it just seemed like yeah, yeah. a good time because you were selling some stuff online and you know it might help help a little promotion. So
1: yeah, it well, was it was interesting. I mean, I got some responses, but it was um, yeah kind of um, kind of rough this time because it just seemed like people, most of the people I knew, were also going through a rough time mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's... And it's seemed to be, so I'd always get this kind of like, uh, you know, hey, i love that piece, but you know, you know, that um, don't think I can afford it right now. I'm kind of strapped for cash. I had to make this big payment, and right. you know, and it's and it just seemed to be going round and round like that. So I was like, whoa! And I felt like I was on the, <laughs> I was playing the stock market or something like that. Just kind of waiting by my computer to see if something right. came in or, or a message came in. And oh, ooh, it's a potential customer, and then it's like, ooh, I guess <laughs> not. And it's not know... happening. I'm like,
0: I'll tell you one thing. One thing that that, ma- that will make it easier for you is if you have, if you put that stuff in a big cartel shop and have a have a link, and just say, yeah, because that way, if people just push the button, it's so much easier. It just takes an extra step out, you know.
1: Yeah, so, to just to have things just that are up there all the time. I know that's uh, that's what Stan does and a couple of other people I know Yeah, know as well. So um You gotta make it
0: easy yeah. as easy as possible
1: for people to Yeah, buy the I think thing. there's something about too when you're saying uh PM me for details, that tends to kinda of put people at bay a little well, bit. Well, yeah, so, just
0: you know, even we were talking, um we were just talking about the last episode and the the whole ang- artist anxiety thing and being uh uncomfortable no, yeah, talking yeah. talk be, being shy and uncomfortable talking to people. It's like you know, when you when you say PM me, you might have someone that's shy like that who doesn't, you know, that's yeah I mean, nervous was, about uh, talking uh, to you because so, you're like yeah, the famous I was so about, Like
1: when you'd see stuff that you wanted to buy in a magazine, like a sculpture or a Dinosaur or something like that, and, and you had to call them. You
0: right. Back in those days, up the
1: phone to ask for prices and availability and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> <So laughs> I'm still kind of like to, that.
0: Um, I'm still kind of like that with phone stuff. And then it's like... And then I just, you know, eventually if it's something important, I got to do like, I don't know, who knows what, something that actually has to be done. I'll just do it. I'll just make the call. And I'm like, it's not that big a deal. Why was I, I yeah, stressing I know, like about like it? Minute, it's so it's silly. Like,
1: it's, once you dive into it and you're there, I'll like, go, oh, well, of course I'm going to do this. You know, but uh, <laughs> it's just a buildup. There's some kind of weird blockage that tends to reform around uh, my ability to, to do that. Basic thing, right? Uh, every, every time, and um, and so it's this constant struggle to get get out of that barrier. Sometimes I'm mean, yeah. I'm a lot better now. Yeah, for sure. Because uh-huh. I used to be. Oh, here's here's an interesting thing. Uh, my brother Kurt, he's been transferring all our family's old eight millimeter films that my dad took. Oh, with excellent! Us kids running around, and me doing stop motion animation with excellent. clay characters and with Muppet puppets and things. It's, yep. uh It's such a trip seeing all this stuff. I literally have not seen most of this since I was
0: in grade school. Well, back
1: when you'd, and, pull,
0: you'd pull the projector out to watch them, you know, and it was like a big yeah, deal. Let's yeah, pull the yeah. projector out mm-hmm. and put the put the sheet up or the screen up.
1: <laughs> the big screen, right. And then it would always turn sort of yellow as it would fade out when <laughs> yeah. the wheel ended. It's, it's tricky because he's showing me all these films and, it's, and they always end the same way. Everything turns yellow and turns white and then goes right. out. But, um, but it was weird because I'm looking at, I'm, I'm just spazzing those old, Films, I'm always clowning for the camera really and I was pretty um, You know, you know, I was always kind of performing hmm. and at some point that got shut down And I'm wondering if because I was doing that all the time, you know, you get people that kind of yell at you Don't do that. You're an idiot or, or whatever uh, else And I guess that maybe that happens often enough and you in your brain process that and, and you start to think "Ooh, geez and that that invites problems and right. trouble and Things I heard so interesting um, there was a long time but within my early childhood to my young adulthood where I was, you know, known as the shy guy. I think I didn't talk. And yeah. um, now uh, I, it's like hop, hop, skip and a jump into present day. Uh, I've got my friends will always say, well, Paul, I mean, because you're so extroverted. And I'm like, um, really? Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> so I, I'll just you know take that for what it is. But right. um, it just shows that you, you do out of necessity, learn to, I know you've talked about this, just out of necessity, you've learned to adapt and evolve and and, and find ways to get around that block.
0: I think. Yeah, well, you know, and and it it does start to happen as you get older, too, like naturally. I think it kind of, you know, uh, it becomes a little easier. I don't know, there's a certain point where you you, you realize, it's like, I'm kind of old now. (laughs) This is kind of silly.
1: Yeah, I I know it happened for me (laughs) on a lot of levels because I, I went past a certain age, and there's a, there's something in my head that said, well, who gives a f-? Exactly. you know, what people think or, or whatever, you, you know, you made it this far, exactly. uh, just just say, you know, I mean, be cool uh, and don't be an idiot, but, you know, just, just you know, don't let things bother you, I mean, right, just, kind of, right. just kind of say what you need to say about things.
0: Well so so have you been? I mean, it's what's what's happened in the last year? Uh, have you have you um, worked did, on film stuff? Have, have yeah. you, what have you been doing? Uh, yeah,
1: I was uh, yeah, back 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 into film in a big way for um, a little over a month. Um, of oh. the end of uh, so it was on August and September I was working at Spectral Motion. Oh began wow for a while. Oh and, that's uh, right, yeah, actually, that's right. Yeah, yeah I, I heard about it, Yeah, that. I thought I'd be there for maybe a week. you know, I was working on some pretty cool stuff that uh, I am not liberty to talk about yet. Right. But um, it was I was like got, got the gig and I was like yeah this is kind of kind of what I should be doing this is pretty neat yeah um, and then that led to a couple of other things in the same uh, you know, within the same time and uh, for that little bit of time it was fantastic um, and uh, great crew yeah you know, the whole yeah. thing just being really inspired again and I, I love the commute I actually really um really enjoyed getting up early in the morning it was you know I had to go to Glendale from Studio City. So I've got to get up around six just for the bus and mm-hmm. get down there by eight. But uh, there was a, there was a long walk from the bus stop to the to the shop. But I, I loved all that stuff. It
0: was just oh a wow, fun. you were taking the bus there. You don't have a car. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a car because you're no,
1: no, yeah, you're, from you're, yeah, you're from New York. You're yeah, you're from New York and you yeah. don't drive. <laughs> uh, that's something. I know I'm a partner, I'm
0: Well, now like, I mean now but. with uh, Uber has kind of changed everything. You ever Uber or anything?
1: Yeah, that was the thing. I was I mean, I, I, I use Uber to the uh, to uh, fullest advantage out here. Really, in fact, um, every once in a while I'd maybe miss the bus or I'd say screw it. I just want to get home early, so I do Uber to to or from the studio,
2: right,
1: and all that. But um, but but that was that was cool. That was, yeah, was, it was an interesting time. Uh, and, um, and from that point, of course, I was doing the science show stuff again. I don't think I can. Snuck
0: them up. Oh, you Sideshow? Snuck. You were doing yeah. Sideshow stuff? Yeah, yeah, I was
1: doing a, a big sculpture for them. And cool. uh, then, um, oh yeah, one of uh, them, off from that, I uh, did get a Spectrum Award for sculpting. I got the Silver Award for the really? swamping Thing I did. For, yeah, yeah, for uh, uh, the Swamp Thing Sideshow. Uh, the Sideshow side Swamp Thing that I had time <laughs> The year previous, wow, and, congratulations! Uh, well, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's my friends, awesome. uh, Lee Moyer and uh, Venetia Charles facilitated that because, again, getting back to the whole communication thing, they're a lot better at like hooking things up on, on that level than I would ever be. Right. So, uh, they suggested it to me, and I'm like, Let, let's do this, and um, and it got in. So, well, so that, that's that, pretty cool.
0: It doesn't surprise me, it doesn't surprise me because your stuff is so, I mean, mind blowingly amazingly good um no thanks just uh, you know the the fact that you're not like a millionaire is this is why (laughs) this just proves to me that the you know not that we need proof of this because everyone knows everything's fucked up in the world but this is just one example of the world being a fucked up place if if the world was good and all and right people like you would be millionaires people as good as, as as you are at your craft would be millionaires so not that, like I said, we don't need any, we don't need proof that everything's fucked up, but it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just so. another it's example of, of the fucked upness of the world we live in today, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. Those so er, so the bad Ernest Borgnine heads you've been posting are so <laughs> awesome, so those are, amazing. Those are I just did for fun. Oh, yeah, but they're so view. incredible, so good. Yeah,
1: not just a couple of those things. let just been doing a little. Por- this, this goes on to another um, uh, development, I suppose, over the last year or so. Just really got on between sculpting them and drawing them. Uh, this whole sense of um, um, portraiture suddenly coalesced inside my brain, hmm. and I've just been kicking these things out. I mean, when some <clears throat> you know I get this notion to draw, oh, I'd love to draw that person, and I can draw them. I mean, whereas before, it was a bit more of a struggle. I mean, I could do an okay Vincent Price, or I could do this person or that, or, but uh, it wasn't really my thing. It was always a bit of a, was a mm, well, I got to right. get into my headspace. I mean, not now, for whatever or whatever reason. Uh, I'm able to um, get a pretty good portrait down of uh, whoever I want to draw. Yeah, that's a, in, in a relatively good time.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, amazing. I, I know what you're talking about. The, uh, the I've seen the drawings, and they're just like there's just completely right on the money. I've been looking at those and be, going like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I know portraits yeah. are hard. I I've, I definitely am not at that place to where I can you know they're 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 I can do them, but they're very difficult. They take a lot of effort. You know so, so they, I,
1: yeah they do it's but, a matter of finding but, um, it's amazing it's though, physically that you, the way they look and begin, right. begin bringing out uh, the life uh, right. behind them and uh, that that's kind of the big difference I was telling somebody um that it's the difference between really creating um, um, life in, in in the portrait right rather than just copying a photograph yeah know, you're just well, trying, not, you're yeah. just kind of hoping it that translates right yes yeah, yes yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's where I was the, as a kid I think
0: yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the, there's the life, you're trying to get life into it and you're trying to get a likeness, which are kind of two, two different things almost, you know, yeah, two, no, two no, different it's, skills, it's,
1: you know. Yeah, it's very true because you can get them looking, you know, physically reasonably like that person, but it, it can be still sort of dead or yeah. it can look kind of sick or you know, it, can, <laughs> uh, it can be, uh, um, yeah, and I, I guess a lot of that came to the time when I was working in the toy industry and we had to deal likenesses all the time
0: yeah right yeah 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 they look amazing
1: I did do everyone from um uh, you know, I did Britney Spears once out John. I did Ricky Martin and, you know, <laughs> and I, I i I've got this Ricky Martin head around here someplace I just <laughs> anomaly and it's big too' it where uh I guess it was sort of singing doll that never got produced and uh wow, so I've got this whole cabinet full of little anomalous uh, head sculpts.
0: Oh, you know. how cool that's great. <laughs> You yeah, know, I, I,
1: so that's, that's kind of my takeaway from the, the toy industry.
0: <laughs> I've done, I've had to do little likenesses, like periodically um, in my career. Like I did a, I did some Chris Elliott, little miniature Chris Elliott heads for Cabin. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I cool. wish I had them cause they were so funny. One had this like total Chris Elliott kind of like,
2: ee, oh. you know, this expression <laughs> on his face.
0: And, and I remember thinking it was hilarious. Um uh, I had to do like a Christina Ricci stunt double before a stunt double mask. Oh, that, had, that's cool. That that she, that was be
1: cool
0: yeah yeah. Was, she she's uh, uh got an interesting look. Um, but I've done it. I haven't done it enough to where it's like I can bang it out. Like I could do a monster because I've been doing monsters forever. Those are a lot easier than than likenesses.
1: So um. yeah, no, I think that was my thing. I got kind of known for doing like, and this was just out of necessity. And in the studio I was out the. That was mostly what they were doing at this one point, and so um, I it just kind of felt to me to do. Yeah, uh, you know, I was the likeness guy they went to. I never right. imagined that would
0: happen. Huh, what a trip! You know, I thought uh, no,
1: no, but I'm all about the squishy creature things and horrible, <laughs> you know, But you know, suddenly here I am doing these very precise. Uh, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of portrait sculptures for these figures, and uh, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's that's something that um, it was always kind of latent. It was there. I could sort of right. do it, but I wasn't really great at it. But then suddenly, here I was, you know, kind of having to perfect that. Right. And uh, and I, I guess that had to go by the wayside for a while because I really wanted to get back into creatures for a little bit. And so coming out here, that got sidelined big time. The whole mm. portrait thing, and I think that's why it's been screaming to get it back out I mean, again because. Um, you know that friends go. Oh yeah, have you, have you done that sort of thing in a while? I'm like, no, oh,
2: shit, years.
1: <laughs> so that, that was partially motivating it, but um, just just doing little things like the Borac nines or or, or or what have you. That's right. it, it's 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 a, it's nice to show a different side of what I do too. Yeah, like people. I don't think a lot of people knew about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's actually you know it's it's kind of. I think it's rare. Not you're you're rare in a, in many ways as an artist. But in one way, your you know your, your sculpture and your two um, D work, your your drawings are both on the same level, like same really amazing level. And so, so that's that's interesting. But what's also interesting is that you're really good at portraits, and you're really good at the weird, fucked up shit and monsters. You know, because usually if you see people like. You know people like me like I, I specialize in the monster thing and it's like portraits aren't my thing and you got a guy like uh mitch devane who is just the portrait guy right. but he's yeah. not he's not like a great monster guy you know what i mean he's very reference he he mm-hmm. uses a lot of reference and um he's more about the portraits so it's pretty pretty cool that you do both you know
1: yeah no i thought i thought it was, it was something really gratifying about being able to bounce back and forth yeah and different you know sides of the spectrum so to speak
0: yeah yeah so you um i mean you're you've been you've been doing sideshow you've been you worked at spectral a bit have you been doing any other film work or are you just kind of um, p- picking up whatever's around much, there are a
1: couple of uh, things that came up there's some work for an independent horror film that might still be happening uh, we'll see what goes on i've got to do some cool designs for that um and, and as far as film work that's pretty much been it um, but yeah, I got called back for some designs for Spectral in December too. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, and all, all all cool stuff. It was um um you know got called into a meeting someplace myself. Some amazing work by by Carlos Wante and this guy guys. So it was like nice. Yeah, this could be cool, whatever it is. But you can never tell. You know, you know these things they seem huge when they're happening uh, in your hands, yeah. but all and then suddenly it's nothing. It's right. Like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> yep, that's the way of the the movie biz. Are oh, you doing? And, do? uh,
1: and also, you know, working on some collectible stuff on the side too. For again, for some Japanese companies as well.
0: Oh, okay. Like uh, so, busts and things like that. Like
1: uh, this is actually it's actually it's pretty cool. I, I um, got in touch with uh, the guy who runs the company Acro, and they've done a lot of the kaiju figures I've sculpted for them in the last few years. But um, something for a project, and the guy was like, "Hey, well, cool. What would you like to do?" I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> So you know I mean it was going to be it wasn't going to be a huge thing but I thought uh, this is um an opportunity to get a certain character a creature uh that I've wanted to get out of my system for a while sculpturally. so that's going to be happening fairly soon Oh
0: like, cool that's pretty yeah, I yeah. mean that's kind of unusual
1: and I I usually never get asked that <laughs> I know, you know how often does this that? thing this specific kind of thing that everyone knows about already and it's it, it almost you almost never get well like Hey, well, uh, yeah, well, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. What? So that, that's an evolution, I guess.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, ha- <laughs> that's happened so so little in in uh, my film career. It's happened a couple times, but really, it's probably you know I could definitely count on one hand the times that he said just go just go for it, <clears throat> do your thing. You know, wow, uh, that's
1: pretty cool though um yeah yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what's uh where what that goes yeah i've got, got a couple of it's always like there's all these little things i've got lined up and i just i'm not at liberty to talk about quite yet
0: right i know and
1: um i guess one thing <clears throat> i may have even mentioned the last time we've spoken but uh just everything i'm working on everything um is it's all you know up and down the line it's all monster related so mm-hmm. um i can't complain there yeah exactly
0: can't complain mm-hmm. about that that's pretty cool that's great um how about your? Uh, I I I don't suppose you've made any inroads to the fine art scene more. Um, you know the thing I no, always no, I always encourage you to do. Wise.
1: Yeah. Well, even it's not I've, even. I've been doing more. i doing more personal work, and that, yeah. that was a good thing. I've done. I was yeah, doing not... a lot of things that were kind of like almost like medical illustration, fairly yeah. fairly graphic images in the last year or so, and. Uh, that got some attention, and uh, I did these uh, these syphilis children there were like these yeah, really upsetting black and white photographs that I was referencing, and I like, wanted to give them some life and um, paint them in color, and so it was it got a lot out of my system, and it's uh, it's the kind of thing that uh, I'm doing this stuff, and it, it's it's appalling uh, what's happening to their to their faces, right. it's, it's, it's just... Um, um, absolutely nightmarish. But, uh, and there's a part of me in my brain that's thinking, you know, this, this would have absolutely destroyed me as a, as a child if I'd seen this. Right. Um, but so there's this weird, again, uh, we, because we've got this thing inside of us that is haunting us, paralyzing us. We, we develop this method of, uh, letting it empower us over the years. Right. And, it, and we're able to channel all that, uh, rather, <laughs> Rather, rather, gracefully, and uh, and and somehow it's not affecting us that way anymore, because we're, we we we've taken it back somehow and we're right. processing it through our own imaginative um, uh, process and, and 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 giving it a certain aesthetic as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah something that um, uh, I'd be I'd be interested to hear other artists talk about that too. You know, just taking things that really, really would be traumatizing and, uh, being able to, in a sense, feel healthier about things and and, uh, and feel a bit more empowered by, uh, just just putting it through their own filter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is like the crux of the whole dark art thing, really, I think.
1: Yeah. absolutely.
0: when I went to, uh, um, I've, I've mentioned this before when my, when I, when I was going to therapy in the nineties, I, um, my therapist was saying that because I was all, I was drawing this kind of shit when I was a kid, yeah. yeah and she she kind of made me understand that uh, what I was doing as a kid was taking these things that were freaking me out and becoming the mas- mas- uh gaining a sense of mastery over them. Yes, as a as a way of you know gaining self esteem and power, feeling powerful in a powerless situation, especially in a in a, in a um, dicey family situation where there wasn't a lot of stability you're able to take these feelings and be like okay i'm gonna make the monster i'm in control of what this thing looks like i created this thing i'm in control now it's like and it's such an interesting psychological game we play that's that that um you know it's a it's a healthy coping mechanism you know
1: yeah absolutely and, so it and got me through a lot. Yeah, I,
0: because, I really, I really think most. This is the case. I think for m- most of the people I've, the dark artists, the people that do the dark stuff that I've interviewed on here, I think this is probably the case for most of them. You know.
1: Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, there was one specific period in childhood um, where I, I may have even brought this up the last time we talked, but I was in I was in the fourth grade, and I had constant nightmares, and it wasn't the kind of thing that I'd fall asleep in. Well, according to my parents, I uh, had them when I was very small as well, when I was a baby, essentially, wow. screaming every night. And they'd wake me up, say, Paul, Paul, what's going on? And then I'd wake up kind of looking at them like, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember any of those things. Right? no idea. They were like, you know, that was horrible because you know, every night you'd just be, uh, you know, just howling. And uh, but then around fourth grade, I began having, I guess, more like night terrors, which were these things where I'd find myself, I'd wake up. Well, I wouldn't wake up, I I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't stand my brother Dan, he'd go right to sleep. (laughs) That was he was out, like you bastard. And I'd sit there in mortal terror for hours after that. I'd, I'd be sitting there at the threshold of the door where the light was coming in, just kind of like you know, in a fetal position. I'd go to the bathroom you know risk going through the hallway then come back and then be back in the nightmare room everything was kind of writhing and buzzing around me it's, it's, it's very acid trippy very kind of you know little sounds start to grow large louder and louder and everything everything around you is like ready to become something horrible right and uh and it would just be i'd just be sweating and there'd be this frequency in my head like a, almost like a television signal being turned on that i'd have to kind of keep down and low because if it shot up it would meant it would be flung into a nightmare or a night terror
0: oh my god whoa 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 whoa. wait a minute wait a minute so you're talking about are you talking about that kind of like in between sleep and very much okay yeah i know exactly what you mean man yeah exactly very much like
1: those uh stories you hear about people getting sleep paralysis yeah that's exactly what i had because um i wish i did because I've never seen, to my memory, anyway, the shadow beings that most well, people. Well,
0: it, it, it's not. It's it, it's it's that's only one um, aspect of it. The shadow thing. I've had plenty mm-hmm. more. I you know I've I've had uh, a few times where there were presences, like mm-hmm. definitely some entity standing there f- that was totally evil. But what's you <laughs> <laughs> what's usually the case is that. You, it's just this terror. You just This this deep, hor- horrible terror feeling and you can't really... Oh, yeah. It's, but but I know yes. what you're saying. I know what you're saying yeah. though because I still, every once in a while, I will be falling asleep or, or I wake up and I'm like, okay, I have to keep this... You're talking about the frequency thing to where you're keeping yeah. it away or else you're going to go boo into that reality, yeah, yeah, into yeah, the, yeah. the hell realm. <laughs> and it's like... You're trying not to. It's it's almost like you try. It's like on one hand, I'm trying to stay awake, but I want to go to sleep. But I don't want this thing to put to <clears throat> put me in this reality because it's scary as shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. It was, it was weird because it literally was a frequency. I'd be sitting there and it would be really low. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Please. Yeah. I go, no, no, just keep that at a steady <laughs> frequency. Just keep it down. What a trip. Just like oh. and then. And it's, you just get exhausted trying to hold that back, right, and, right. you know, meanwhile you're you're scared shitless anyway. And then, and, and at a certain point, I remember I, there would be times when it would just literally I could feel it overtake I me. Mean, it would, whoop, it's like, oh shit! And then it would always it wouldn't be a horror movie scenario I'd get locked into. I'd fall into a very normal kind of like we're talking right now, or kind of like I'd be with my family someplace in broad daylight or something. And it would be this perfectly normal scenario until something stood out that was really weird and unnatural. Yeah. And just by noticing that, it would turn into one of these. It would explode like there'd be this horrible like a screeching sound, and I'd feel like I was electrocuted, and the whole world would just explode into chaos. Oh my god! Shapes and colors and strobing lights, and then I'd wake up in a cold sweat. Like (gasps) oh
0: my god. God.
1: You fucker! Yeah. <laughs> and they—they they just come and go, and I'd live in terror of those things because they were so harrowing. Right. Just, oh, oh god! Wow. Did... And, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, do you? That's did... so. Uh, I did always you... say that there never, there was never anything classically horrific about any of these things. They were all very abstract. A lot right. of them dealt with sound and, uh, and and just weird things that were just horrible and terrible in the context of how i was experiencing that dream
0: yeah i sometimes i wonder if maybe um you know maybe 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 what you're experiencing was closer to the actual reality of the situation and the thing where you know someone like me who would who would experience like an entity or a, you know one time i had these little mm-hmm. the little 3 year old toddler invisible toddlers scurrying around and laughing and maybe Oh God. <laughs> maybe, oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, maybe what I was doing on some level was was uh, wrapping it in, in wrapping that feeling of chaos into something that I could relate it to, which were these little, yeah. little monster kids yeah. or something. Whereas maybe you were experiencing experiencing it in a more pure form if that makes any sense maybe i mean total conjecture it's just interesting to think about
1: uh, an abstract feeling of terror
0: yeah 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 yeah. do you ever get that thing where the the best way i can describe it i get this i still get this you know sometimes when i when i wake up too early or if i didn't get if i wake up in the middle of a dream i get this buzz in my head that kind of goes like just from time do you ever do you ever get that thing it's like I don't
1: know if I ever had that specifically. It's that like
0: neurons firing. It kind of goes It's like it does it's not a sound but it's a feeling that if it if it had a sound no, 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 it no. would sound like that. It's like a weird buzzing in wow. my head.
1: <laughs> that, that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> I may have. I
0: don't
1: know because I've been through so many weird things, but that's um, that's right. something pretty intriguing to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just
0: it's part of the whole, you know, the whole uh for me it was part of the whole um going into that weird state of of the outer body Whatever weird state, yeah, pre- freaky state. I mean, I mean, this leads
1: to other things. I mean, I'd like to start talking about maybe some of the strange uh, um, experiences I had on psychedelics too. But yeah, uh, it all kind of ties back into the whole nightmare or night terror thing as well too. Because um, well, well, here's something, and uh, and uh, if, if I mentioned this the last one, uh, just just remind me. But my, I don't my remember <laughs> my father, healed in me, in the name of personal hygiene, which seems to be a big topic these days. Right. All the stuff going <laughs> Yay. But um, he would say, Paul, you know, I mean, you, you have to imagine it in spoken in a thick Japanese accent, but he was saying, Paul, you know, if you don't wash your hands before you eat, you're going to get a tapeworm. What <laughs> the tapeworm wrote over this giant book on zoology and, and slammed it down, turned to the invertebrate section. And there's a whole section on parasites.
2: Oh my god! And he
1: points at this horrible coiled, segmented thing, on it's all black and white photographs. And saying, so, uh, and the way he described it was this: thusly, okay, this thing it it gets the egg gets into your body. This thing hatches out inside of you. It grows and grows, <laughs> and it coils around all the way inside of your rib cage. <laughs> And it sticks its head up into your esophagus. Oh, my God. So, your dad told you this? Yeah. Yeah. Got lot of my dad. And he said, whatever you eat anything, whatever you eat, the worm eats first. So you're getting skinnier and skinnier. And the worm is getting bigger and fatter and more voracious until you wow. turn into this horrible withered mummy thing with worms <laughs> inside of you and uh and I went to bed with that in my head yeah <laughs> and at first you know I think it went for a little while where I just was like um, you know oh beshaw you know whatever else right but there was one morning and again this might have been in that same fourth grade period where I was having all these weird things I was hypersensitive to something during that I woke up really early you know there was like a blue silver light coming through the window in the morning and my brother was asleep he didn't have to deal with any of this and i was sitting there and i felt something in my throat and i thought oh. uh, <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. This, this isn't it and i and before i the more i began to think about it and dwell on it i felt things convulsing and crawling up my uh, you know crawling around my windpipe oh my god against things Hor- horrific and I was so convinced, oh no, my dad was right. I've got it big time. <laughs> you know? And again, that mortal terror just comes back here. Just, there's this thing living inside of me and it's going to do all these horrible things. And, wow. uh, and I remember I finally worked up the courage to, like, you know, I mean, I'm still a kid, but I'm working up the courage to go into my parents' room and go, you know, I think I've got a tapeworm inside of me. <laughs> and my dad's like, what? No, Paul. It's too early. Paul. No, no, no. You don't have a tapeworm. You're okay. You don't have a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like, no, and I don't know if that. I don't know that solved anything. But all like, mm-hmm, it a magic moment of childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that's that's it didn't yeah. affect my work any. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's horrifying shit. Yeah, wow. I I was, uh, between that and uh, seeing. Uh, David Cronenberg's films. Um, yeah, the first rated R film I ever saw was was, was Rabid, and I saw oh. it by mistake. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it was on a triple bill. Again, uh, gotta thank my dad. He took us, me and my brothers, to a triple bill of 70 science fiction movies. in the drive-in, it was um, um, the Island of Dr. Moreau, Future World. First movie on the uh, bill was listed as Radio, no with no rating. So we go there, <laughs> and um, you know, you're eating your popcorn or whatever the fuck they're selling at the concession stand. And uh, get back to the car. And the first movie is not radio; it's rabid. Uh. <laughs> and, okay, this is this is intriguing. Uh, and um, it, it's going on and I'm not sure. I have no idea what it's going to be about. Just two young people on a motorcycle. They crash, and they're having lingering shots of the skin being peeled off Marilyn Chambers, wherever it was being peeled off from. You know that oh, this is a little bit upsetting. <laughs> and then um, noticing there's more nudity in the film mm-hmm. than I. Used to seeing, I mean, okay, this is significant. <laughs> and then the thing with the, you know, and uh, immediately when they reveal, there's this horrible like uh, um uh, orifice under her arm, right? It's so nasty. Of it. it's I'm gross. like, oh no, <laughs> this is the film that was going to get me. I knew it. It was <laughs> out there, and I can't get away. From it. <laughs> so I've always wanted to meet David Cronenberg. Say thank you. You corrupted me at a very early age. Right, yeah, right. You Bless you for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I remember the the first R... I don't know if we talked about this last time or not. I, I, I have no memory of uh, what we talked about, really, because I've done so many... I have a terrible memory anyway, and um, I've done so many interviews since, it's kind of hard for me to keep everything uh, in my head. But the, the, the first R-rated movie I saw was Death Race 2000. Oh, my God. And that, yeah, and that, that was whenever that... What year did that come out? Uh, mm, I, I, I have to look now, because I was, I think... Let me see. Uh, I was come on, internets seventy five. So six, seven, eight, nine, seven. I was eight years old. Eight years yeah. old. And to I'd never seen violence like that. I you know just a movie where no, the, where the, all the the point system is running running people over. Just seeing people get <laughs> run over by cars was. I remember the 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 shock the shocking feeling. I had this was at my my aunt's house, my aunt and uncle's house. It was uh, uh and, and they were they were rich, uh, you know. Uh, it was my my stepdad's brother and and, and uh, his wife. they they lived in this rich area, so it was it was already weird to kind of be in a rich neighborhood and a rich person's house yeah. because it wasn't something I was used to. And they had on what was that on TV like the the first cable. Wasn't do you remember on TV or I don't remember.
1: That, oh, that might be a West coast. Yeah. Cause we had Showtime HBO and the movie channel. This
0: is before that. This is before oh, wow. Okay. Wow. this is, that's this good. is like 1975. It was, I think it was the first one was on TV and then there was select wow. TV and are like Holy the only yeah, two cables.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I
0: yeah. So, so I'm like eight years old and especially that there was the scene where the guy um, gets the guy's fishing and he runs him over in the creek, and then burns out. Oh, runs yeah. him over and burns out <laughs> in his leg, and all the blood yeah. squirting up. And I just remember yeah. the, like well, I like something broke in me when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's
1: the feeling too. <laughs> like when I, when I see these things, it, it, yeah, it's 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 harrowing when you see this stuff. But you not, you not, haven't really processed it yet. It's cr- only later. Yeah, yeah. You've cro- uh, you, see but, something like that, and it would just dwell on it the entire day. Yeah, it would ruin my day. Yeah, yeah. And you, you've um, crossed yeah, And there'd be sim- simple things too sometimes. Yeah,
0: you've cr- you've crossed over it's like you've gone you can never go back to having not seen that is what it felt like you know it's like you're yeah. forever changed by this thing because it was just like a shocking thing and um god i'll just i'll i'll never I'll never uh forget that it also you know had some nudity in it so it was it was like uh it was like the the uh
1: the- yeah your brain's getting rocked and sopped <laughs> with all these different <laughs> these um,
0: <laughs> and it was and it was strange because it was campy and funny yeah you yeah, know yeah. so it's like that for a kid that's really weird that's really you know at least at least rabid was like you know ha- hardcore you know this is you know this is creepy this is awful this is scary and the tone of the movie is that so you
1: know yeah it was a movie that killed santa claus it, what do you what do you mean I don't remember they killed Santa Claus in that one mall scene when I, uh, the one guy goes crazy and uh, there's a Santa. A I haven't seen there, it. and uh, the, so the guy long. is trying to shoot down the, uh, the 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 guy with the disease, and he accidentally shoots Santa Claus and kills him. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, they've done, they've gone, they've gone there. You know, okay, this, I have, this is, uh, I have to watch business, that. This movie,
0: I have to, I have to watch it now. It's been waiting.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, one of those things that is <laughs> stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, I, I did get to see it like. Um, back in two thousand and seventeen, it was playing at the New Beverly, and so my friends and I we went to see that, and so that that, that was great to catch. Did up. it hold that up? Did it hold? Yeah, up? I, I love it. It's one of those very gratifying moments when a movie that traumatized me, I go, I'll go back to it, or uh, years later, and realize no, it's a damn good movie. Hmm. So um, I was, uh, it yeah, no, it was it was one of those magic moments that's there too. But um, oh, was I was like going know about there was some other oh there's another uh, I guess we're talking about weird. Uh, childhood revelations, um, which might be a theme here. Um, there, I remember I was old enough as a child to know what death and die, what getting older and dying meant. Never made any sense to me why that had to happen, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and I don't know if I asked questions or why why does that person look that way. Um, and but I knew about mortality to a degree. So I'm um, you know it's Saturday morning, flipping channels and all that stuff through after all the cartoons have ended, and I, I'm. I don't know how old I was. I mean, old, old, young enough to be still kind of in the dark about lots of things. Mm-hmm. And so there's this. Um, okay, there's a uh, there's what looks like a uh, maybe a hospital or a dentist chair or something like that. Uh, a Very old man, like ancient, walks into this room, uh, sits down in the chair, and uh, younger man, presumably uh, uh, some kind of uh, surgeon, doctor, or something like that, comes in. And um, sits down in front of the guy and starts like peeling off whole sections of this old man's face. Uh, The cheek uh, comes off in a hole, it it just sloughs off, and the forehead gets yanked off like some kind of horrible membrane. The nose is getting wrenched off, and there's a young man underneath it all. And I'm thinking, they figured it out. They figured out how to stop aging. This this is like (laughs) the cure, and the old skin becomes like a cocoon and you and they treat you in a way where the old skin has got to be you know torn away and there's a young man underneath because you were rejuvenated and you know and that was what was in my head and of course what all that was was watching dick smith remove dustin hoffman's old age from <laughs> little big man and wow that, that's amazing <laughs> yeah, i had no idea because they're laying whole sheets of old flesh onto a table and i'm like this is this is kind of disgusting but fascinating
0: oh that's such a cool way of looking at that it's yeah, so interesting that's what I, mean, I have
1: to meet uh, uh, Dick Smith and Monster Palooza uh once or twice but I it wasn't there wasn't time to tell right. him that story but I wish <laughs> <bit, you> know?
0: <laughs> That's what that's one thing that you know I really miss about childhood is being able to being able to see something like that and and to and to put it in that context and believe Oh, it. I know. You know what I mean like now it's... even like watching horror movies like i i I want i wish i could get scared at horror movies now like i used to i mean that would be i just just... can't the only thing the best i can do at this point is like go oh that's a good that's a good one that's
1: that was well done
0: yeah that was well done that was scary i'm not scared but i you know if i was young i would be scared at that that's you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah i almost have have to like go back to that put myself in the the mindset of that it's hard to do yeah i know now that we know everyone who does the stuff, yeah. friends of ours, and says, so, so, "Oh yeah, I know he kicked ass with that, that that prosthetic thing over there. That looks great, right? A <laughs> um, lot of sculpting on that, you know, that thing." But, but I guess, um, I guess but, the yeah, it's...
0: the real fear is the, the the real fear experience as for adults is that. Um, that sleep paralysis business <laughs> you know, that, that, that.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> and that's not fun I almost,
1: I'm always jealous of people when they talk about it and I opened up a bit of a comment thread on Facebook and uh, got some great people's, get some great responses and all that and I said damn I'd love I'd, oh, I'd love to see that there's something about living where I am uh, I'm right by the 101 there's a lot of activity and it just kind of precludes any kind of nightmarish experience for me anyway um, so how is that? Uh, how is I'm, that? What do you I'm, mean? I'm almost jealous.
0: What, what What do you mean? How How, how is that uh, affecting your the weirdness? I, I
1: guess there's there's so much stimuli. I, I oh. guess that there's, that there's no real sense that anything creepy can happen in this mm. room. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, the only things I'm afraid of now are you know bills and rent and right. Not gonna harm. real life are
0: And <laughs> in a sense, I guess um, the environment is. And this is probably true for most of us, really. The environment is, the consensus reality in the environment we're living in is very kind of rooted in material materialism, not materialism as in like greed, but just as think, you know, yeah. materialism in the sense that this is all there is, you know, this, this mm-hmm. is it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I imagine maybe, maybe, it's harder to have these deeper experiences while you're surrounded by everybody, kind of thinking that oh, it's nothing. Every you know, th- this is all there is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every everything is digitized now, and we kind of control our environments to a certain degree. Right. I mean, it's uh, we're not subject to as much uh, of um, uh, that, that strange, malevolent unknown. That uh, um, definitely is uh, kind of a reality we've got to deal with those children i think
0: right yeah yeah um or even yeah. you know
1: yeah
0: even the yeah. E- anything outside of the the ordinary malevolent benevolent yeah. you know <laughs> no, no,
1: seriously. Uh, I, I don't know what it started for me because I, I was looking again looking back at these old films you know i was a fairly you know carefree kid and at that point you know i didn't have any notion of any of these other other realms or worlds or something or, or anything of that nature yet i don't believe Mm. uh but yeah there's a certain point that that started and and it led me to kind of where i am now because there's two you know there's several timelines happening here there's a you know there's my professional timeline where i'm just you know doing the work and uh getting known and doing what i have to do to um um, uh, get my career processed and you know uh put forward and then there's this other more I, i i've been really Figured out what to actually call it, but it deals a bit more with dreams and a bit more with uh, a lot of um, you know you know self-imposed kind of traveling through uh, different psychic dream realms or something mm-hmm. like that. I Maybe mean, I mean, that's the wrong word, but um, but going through layers of that, this of the subconscious and and the, and the more hallucinatory things, and and I don't know why that is. I don't know why I'm compelled to do that as much as I do sometimes. Because, um, uh, but there there is something to that being able to like kind of get. A, very clear view at uh, where it's all coming from sometimes. And, and I get those every once in a while. Right. All yeah. Uh, but you'll go, ah, oh, there, there, there it is. There's um uh, there's a the thing from what, the Wellsman from which it all flows.
0: Right. Um, right. And this is, I mean, this is, you're talking, uh, um, I don't know, like mystical realm stuff mystical yeah, experience yeah. type i think
1: things seem through um, you know through psychedelic experimentation and things of that and nature right yeah yeah because uh, again i i wouldn't have imagined that i would have gone that route. Um, i guess we're just kind of segueing into this somehow mm-hmm. but um because for years and years i, I think uh, as you mentioned too um it was something that i i for me when i heard about people doing this kind of thing i was like oh no i, I could i could never think about doing that kind of thing for years and years i was just not um It didn't. uh, It was unthinkable. Right. uh, I think, but but it still intrigued me. And I was thinking, well, if it gets me to another area, maybe, uh, um, who knows? Who knows? I'll just leave it up to chance and all that. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when things did happen, um, mostly mostly in art school, I didn't touch anything until art school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then that was um, again. It just everything, all those things that I experienced in those early years, in in those dream states, and whether they were nightmares and things. Uh, and th- it, it was all kind of revealed to me, but on the outside, I could look at it and say, "Oh, wait a minute, okay, right. this is the same thing." Right. But um, the same same things that were probably in the room in some place that were terrifying me, but I can look at them squarely now and uh, kind of um almost be among them, I suppose. Right. Now I'm kind of like I can, I can see them. I'm kind of part of it now. So there there was a sense of like, okay, cool, I'm part of the club <laughs> or something. Well, but, I, uh, you know that. That, that
0: that that's in a sense that I think, especially the more powerful psychedelics like um, DMT and stuff like that, it, in a sense, it, it seems especially, you know, I have to say, especially DMT, although I bet you could probably hit this point with, um, I'm sure ayahuasca is the same way. Cause D, I think it's five MEO DMTs and that stuff, but, um, it's like it, at least my experience with, with DMT, and it wasn't 5-MeO DMT. It was, I forget the other kind of DMT. It's the, it's the one that, the 5-MeO is the God, the God experience DMT. Where yeah, it's like, I've boom, you go, you're, you realize you, yeah. you are God, and <laughs> yeah, it's not, exactly. it's beyond, you can't, it's not, you don't see anything. It's like not visual. The other DMT is basically where you go into like another, it feels like you're in another dimension, and you're just like, whoa, I'm in another dimension. But it, what that felt like to me was, It was taking my inner world and it was – it was like it flipped the world around to where mostly our consciousness exists in this outside world that we call reality. And then you've got this inner world, which is your mind and your subconscious and all this stuff. And what it seemed to do to me was flip it around to where – the contents of my mind were outside of me and I was in it or, or I was, or I went inside my mind, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I was in my center of my head kind of looking around going, whoa. But, um, so, so I think that's, that's kind of what, what psychedelics do I think really is, is sort of, yeah, take, Take yeah, your subconscious yeah, no, no, and, and, and that was my uh, feeling because you
1: know, it seemed to whenever i've seen when, in the more visual experiences i've had whether it's on acid or, or 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 psilocybin it's always very it seems like a um uh almost everything that appeals to me um visually or tonally or or or, or just or even in auditory ways uh i i see it and kind of uh it's it's like that but on. On hyperdrive it's like i'll see like a, something that's sort of an amalgam of everything that kind of says oh that's why i like this shape or that's why right. i like that kind of image or or that or why that appeals to me but there it is uh imbued with a far more uh, um potent kind of radiate you know way it's just radiating this right. kind of like uh, this energy and so um it was like, okay well that that's why i'm into this kind of thing i guess uh, <laughs> and it's a matter i think my entire life i've spent just trying to you know kind of chipping away at that trying to get closer to embodying the sorts of things in the work i do right and, uh, yeah. it's, it's always a challenge because i'm always looking at something going oh it's close to her.
0: right uh, all,
1: all i can do is get closer
0: you know? i had you know the see, other i'll
1: see another artist obviously also. right i'll see right. something uh uh whoever it might be, and go, oh they, they they nailed they nailed as yeah yeah. yeah but they but they're do, but they're doing it in their own way, that's their own filter they're putting over that same feeling mm-hmm. and, uh, and i I felt things that were very similar, but um it's cobbled together from all the stuff that's in my head right so, right,
0: like, you would be expressing uh, it maybe slightly differently, but you yeah, you yeah. you recognize the commonality, but it's it's still expressed in their own way uh I had a dream, this is like. Two nights ago, I think, because um, I've been I've been trying to I've been doing a dream journal for a couple of years now. Um, oh, cool! I, I
1: try to. Um, my dreams of late have late been. I I've probably been forgetting them. Or they yeah, used to I'm like, oh, it's not worth writing down.
0: It's weird. It's it's I. I it's part of this whole, uh, you know, this serial ceremonial magic thing I'm doing. This cl- these classes I've been taking. Yeah, yeah, that's and pretty so. Cool. That's cool. It's part of that is, you know, you, you know, when you, you do, basically you do meditation every day. It's, that's the the meat of it. And, um, yeah, and you yeah. write I mean, down
1: seriously getting into that lately. It's actually, it was because of uh, your show on magic and meditation. I really took it seriously.
2: Oh, cool. And it's,
1: uh, it's helped immeasurably. I mean, it oh, just to uh, everything um and again it just helps me focus you know, oh good get right to work and um and it, you know otherwise i'd be meandering all day right right so um not as sharp as i should be because i you know i've missed a lot of days and,
0: yeah yeah you, you know as long as it's, it's like lot, but, it's like with anything it's like exercise you, you know if you skip yeah, if you course, miss a day you just you just start back up but the dream yeah. th- the, the 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 one of the the disciplines that you have to learn to when you're doing that is you basically you meditate what If you do like a little ritual, like an energy cleansing, whatever you're doing, you write it down in your book and then you've got a book for your dreams and then you write your dreams down because the idea is that your subconscious is, in, in some dreams, your subconscious is trying to tell you something or kind of lead the way, lead you on. And so by, and I haven't even gotten to this point yet, but by, by um, once you start re- writing them down then you can start picking them apart and then you can go, okay, this is obviously because I saw this on TV today and it really doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. This is this kind of recurring theme. I keep keeps coming up. So I wonder, and then you start thinking about it. And so it's like you, you kind of teach yourself to interpret your dreams. So, but, so what I do is I got my phone by my bed and and I wake up, you know, once or twice a night, usually from a dream or something. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. And I'll just be like, I grab the phone and I record in a talk, and I'm all like blah blah blah. So that then the <laughs> next day, <laughs> the next day I got to well, part of my routine is I got to like uh, listen to it and try and figure out what I said, and um, be- because if you don't, you will just forget it entirely. But what I was gonna say anyway was I, I had this crazy, I had one of those weird dreams, those freaky dreams, like yeah. the scary, the scary, um, uh, like. It's not a dream, but it is, it seems, feels different than a dream, but, but it was like I was laying in my bed, like the same way there's, there's this whole thing that was going on. And in the dream I was texting somebody and, and then it's like, I saw, and my knees were up and I saw my mom has been dead now for a few years. She kind of like peeked around and she looked, it was, she looked kind of like. I don't know, weird. I, she was just like no. a shadow, and she kind of peeked from around my legs, and she goes, and she did this laugh that was like this. It was like a... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was scary. so scary, and I was like, and I woke up, and I was like, it just completely freaked me out. But the, 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 the thing, the the other weird part of that was, as I was falling back to sleep, I I saw psychedelic patterns like as I was falling asleep, I saw all yeah. the, the weird uh, geometric uh, fractals. You know those fractal oh, patterns, cool. and it yeah. was it was it was like it was full on trip. It was a full on trip, but it was you know that it was during that hypnagogic state, and it's just like the the you know the parallel those those states are are kind of the same thing, and it's I think it's how you get there is the difference between you know using a psychedelic or just you know falling asleep. They're really the same state i think somehow
1: yeah and no, i've uh, seen things in just dreams that were very uh, um just like I guess, I guess just using the word psychedelic or or oh like, yeah very visionary things were and the, usually it, it's delivered to me in, in an interesting way in the dream i, it, I won't just see something uh unusual profound it'll be in the form of like oh here's this artist you've never heard about in this book, who does this amazing artwork mm-hmm. that you've never seen before and you're going, oh, this is insane. How have I not known about this right. artist before? <laughs> and technically, it's stuff that you could potentially be doing. Right. You Because know, it's all this stuff. I usually see it as like this almost like it's like classically painted, but it's bizarre and psychedelic and visceral looking with these creatures and all that. And uh, then I wake up going, oh my God, well, I'm sure the skills to do that, but you know, I'm working towards it. <laughs> I, or, that's or, so... or, or, yeah. Oh no, or it's just ahead. weird that
0: you said that because last night, one of the things i had was i was looking i opened a book and it was it was a painting and it was it was so amazing but it was like animated so it was like i was looking at a painting but it was moving and i didn't even stop to think oh this is an animated painting it was like this is amazing and what it was was like it was like a lighthouse over on one side on and and the shoreline over on the other side and it was like the camera was going down to where i could see beneath the surface and so then it went under the water and i could see where the uh the uh the ground continued into the water and there was like a skeleton like buried you know like Mm -hmm. it was a cross section of the dirt and oh, man. all underwater was red coral. It was all red. Like the whole undersea floor was red, like squiggly coral. And it was just painted yeah. really realistically. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. I got to do that. Or, or this guy that did that is, who did this? You know, it was exactly like what you're saying. So that's pretty weird. Pretty weird. Yeah, that's
1: uh, cool. Synchronicity. <laughs> it's funny, guys. I, I I love the interview you had with uh, John Semperleri. You talked about Richard Corbin. Yeah. and uh, Which reminds me, again, this will be brief, but I had a dream back. Back in the eighties, where I was watching, I remember my brother was in the navy at the time, and sometimes he'd send me stuff like a VHS or something. And he sent me a V in the dream. He sent me a VHS of like someone had done an animated version of uh, Richard Corbin's Den, Neverwhere, and the animation was precise to the way his paintings looked. But really, movie. and I'm thinking this is the most beautiful thing. Oh, this I've was a dream.
0: Seen. This is a dream. This man. was a dream. I was oh, like, okay.
1: Oh my God, look at that! I remember this whole uh, the landscape of Neverwhere with this like blue dragon kind of like drifting over it. And I was like, "How the hell did they do this?" <laughs> and uh, and just being uh, just absolutely, yeah, it just it was profound. How beautiful this thing was. And uh, and the funny thing was, I moved it to the point where that could be done. Right. Uh, they could take his style and do something looking very much like the way his paintings look. I don't think we're going to be seeing a Neverwhere, unfortunately. Yeah, it would take, you know, uh, it would take
0: a lot of resources and manpower. It could be done. It's just, you know, is anybody going to do it is the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a lot, lot of things. But that, that, that was,
1: that was, that was a, it was almost like a, yeah, a premonition of where things would become, right. what things would become later on. But so uh, cool. yeah, that was before any of this, uh, any of this digital CG work had reached the sophistication that we've got at this point. Right. But um, that, that that's a sort of a side thing. But, um, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess uh, um, on another another level, I guess I should probably get this out too. uh, Regards to uh, having profound visions and things, Uh, I had one. I've had several in my life. uh, Again, mostly on. um, It's mostly psilocybin that uh, is the is the medium that uh, Mm -hmm. uh, brings this out of me. But but several truly profound mystical experiences where they just feel that way. Where you just it's, it's life altering. Right. Uh, there was one specifically uh, that happened to me in it was, like, it was 1987. I was still going to art school, and I was uh, still living at my parents' place. And so I was doing this in the basement, and it wasn't. I had, I'd been doing trims for a little while, experimenting with, experimenting with them, not doing large doses. But it was just one night. I think it was a Tuesday. Um, I was home, and said, oh, "I'll just take a few of these, and I'll be fine." <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't so wasn't a large dose of these. Things. I, like maybe a, a couple of caps and a stem. And I don't know what triggered this because it didn't start off visual. It, sometimes the visuals is kicking right away, and you're in right. this very intense kind of experience. But this one went to a completely different area, and I think I was I was talking to myself a lot, and that maybe kicked it off into a different area, and I was asking lots of questions of myself about the universe and all those things, and and it just it, it just felt like everything just disgorged in in, in um, above me, and I was just um, I had this revelation. It's the only way I can describe it. Just dropped on me, of uh, of how of how things worked and how the what how everything what everything meant and and the meaning of life and right. all of that. It just seemed that way, and it was in it, it visually. It's something that I, I really wouldn't know how to where to start uh, to visualize this thing. I, I imagine someone of um, Alex Gray's ca- calibre could <laughs> possibly. I'm not sure he has right already, but it was a, again it was sort of a grid. And almost like a fan, almost like peacock feathers of things just kind of growing up and up and up. And every eye or the star of these uh, these elements were, was, a, was a kind of spirit or a soul of some kind. Wow. And it kind of represented everyone that I knew at the time. And I could see above. Those are the people that I knew that were older. The older generation was they were farther up. And you could see people down below that were uh, that were younger and that they were, they were bright and luminescent. And uh, to the point where I was sobbing on the basement floor, staring wow. up into the ceiling, into this uh, ever-expanding uh, uh, um, luminous, scintillating grid of, of, of just these uh, uh, these entities and things like that, and then um, uh, and that and just feeling this this is it. And I keep repeating things over and over again too, uh-huh. uh, like uh, yeah, this is the this is the um, you, you know there's. This is the, the real uh, um, essence of whatever. And, uh, and and that's one thing. But there's also this thing called the dead life, which is this horrible, corrupt thing that you have to get away from. What was it called? dead. I just called it the dead life.
0: Oh, that's uh, so cool. The
1: dead you know, life. you got to get away from the dead life. It's oh this horrible God. thing that will keep you from uh, uh, achieving anything. And it, <sighs> it, it turns people into these horrible things. And but That's such a just, great name for a art show. It's it's the same things I I not thought about it for a while. And I kept saying, Yeah, yeah, call of the dead life." And I was like, "Dude, that's a great name." Like, okay, okay, but it could be something. It's great. But um, but yeah, this um, yeah, and, and it's being so absolutely, it was it was really that when people talk about that sense of bliss and ecstasy and revelation, all that, that was it. That was it for me. Right. And it never happened before, and it hasn't happened again. Hmm. I've come close to things where I can go. Oh, yeah, that's kind of reminds me of what where I was, but I can. You know, pretty much kind of uh, take my life and say, okay, there's the time before that, right? There's the time after that till now, right? Uh, but um, I don't know, I you know, I couldn't make head or tails of what it meant to me now. I, I couldn't, if someone said, Well, write that down, I'm like, <laughs> and, you know, it's just context within context, I just wouldn't know how to describe it. But that did change things, it changed my outlook on many, many things, I think, at that point. And right. um, but the uh, the way it what here's the thing the way it wrapped up I was so in the, you, know, the, you know things you know eventually because shrimps are shrooms and they let you off pretty smoothly mm-hmm. fairly quickly and but I was so uh, you, you know just just in this ecstasy state from getting having received all this that I'm gonna have a slice of apple strudel because uh, you know I, I was a little bit hungry too so I went upstairs to to the refrigerator got this apple strudel out couldn't find a knife. You usually get a butter knife to uh, cut oh, this stuff with. I
0: think you so told me like this a jacket,
1: kind of, yeah, found, Yeah, I found a meat cutting knife. <laughs> uh, it wasn't terribly big, but it serrated edge, the whole thing pointy. And uh, I think, I don't know if I'd actually cut the strudel yet but I got into this weird thing where I got, I started dancing around the fucking room with this knife in my hand. <laughs> it was real, really ridiculous. And just going you know, just slashing in the air and, 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 and then twirling and then slashing. And then I, you know, I remember I made this weird gesture and I swung around and thrust forward with a knife and my head jerked with it. I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh no, 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 I I'm dead now. I've, this is this is the price of revelation. I've just I've just lobotomized myself or something. What the fuck? What the, oh no 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 no! Went to the bathroom. Uh, all i remember is um, knife had gone straight through my ear, and I have actually you can still still see the scar for, yeah. for people who are looking. It's on my right ear, um, <laughs> and uh, and it looks kind of like that character Ranksarox. He's got that crease in his ear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I, I remember my my feeling was. I was still coming down from the shrooms. I have never, I didn't know an ear could bleed that much. Right. It was like thick, like ketchup on my shoulder, <laughs> running down my shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, geez. And I'm thinking, do I have to go to the hospital for this one? I'm going to have to. Who, who am I going to tell? Yeah. Because my brother's upstairs sleeping. He's going to get up. My parents have to get up. Uh, this is um, this is going to be uncomfortable. Uh, my ear's not falling off, so at least, uh, I've got that. But i um, like, sure. <laughs> so I remember I... I think I took a shower. I think I did whatever I could just to clean up as much as I could, and uh, I had to spend the rest of the day. I remember I, I think I went to sleep before anyone else got up, and just hoping you know the things would be okay. Everything kind of scabbed over. Right. Uh, but I had to spend the rest of the day. Uh, just my dad and my brother. We went out uh, to eat someplace, and everyone like, what, "What happened to your ear?" I'm mean, like, <laughs> "Oh, I, I, I was stupid. I cut it." And I was, I was working on stuff. <laughs> this is, it's, are you sure your ear's just going to fall off there? I mean, that's. Just, I mean, no, no. It's, it's just kind of. It's just one of the things. So, yeah, so that was, that was my little adventure back then. That was, that was kind of the price of the whole thing. All right. I I don't know what would have happened if I I hadn't done that. I don't know. Maybe it's just um, little checks and balances of life, maybe. Yeah.
0: Right. The, the, the constantly seeking of equilibrium of life, you know, possibly Um, have you, uh, have you, you, mentioned, I mean, when we were talking before, when we were setting this up, you, you mentioned, have you, you've had some experiences recently? psychedelic stuff have you or
1: um yeah yeah i tried uh, um this is interesting because i got back into some uh psilocybin activity um in in august into september and uh and i tried uh, ketamine for the first time oh wow and i was i was uh, i never tried to try to i've never tried it, tried it before i've heard about it, and it didn't really appeal to me right i've never tried that either fine, yeah. Yeah, I thought sure. Let me see how this affects me. I, mean, I was in a very experimental mood, so um, you know, I get it from this guy, and he was like, "So how do you do this stuff?" And oh, you got to snort it. I'm like, "Oh God, I, don't, I never snorted anything in my whole life. No, I, don't, I don't go for any of that stuff." Right. You know. But I was like, "Fine, fine." He's like, "You got to watch out because just you just need one or two bumps." And I'm kind of weird that I I feel weird that I now know what the term bump means at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. What some um, drug you, know, you just, are? Just uh, one or two, and you're good. Yeah. Any more than that, and you can. Find yourself in a world of trouble. I'm like, okay, fine. fine. <laughs> so I um, it was on the shrooms, and um, so I said, okay, here's high time I'm going to try the wait, uh, wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, the. wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. First off, oh, were you were you by yourself? And second, you were you were tripping on shrooms when you did it?
1: Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> by myself, in the, in the very room that we were conversing in now, uh, virtually. But wow. uh, I was listening to all this music. And I was already, this was already a very spectacular high-octane psilocybin trip. Everything was very visual, very ferocious. And uh, I was like, fine, here's, um, here's, I'm going to try this one. I, I found all this, was, I don't have any straws around. Oh, I, all, all these fucking brass rods I used to make my armatures. <laughs> okay, you know, put on a couple of the crystals down, you, you know, and I was like, you know, okay, bottoms up. <laughs> oh, that was nothing. Okay, let's uh, see what happens. And, you know, and, waiting a little while. I forgot how long it took, but um, there's a certain point I felt there was, a, there was a dramatic shift and everything kind of slowed down and it felt very... very and I was like, this is nice. Uh. Okay, this is, this is kind of neat. And then and it began to... And then uh, everything began to slow down with like the music I was listening to. Um, it seemed to have this effect of uh, extending time out where I know the music, I'm, this track I'm listening to, it crescendos at a certain point and goes into a whole other area. But it kept on crescendoing it goes, mm. hey what's happening I was like, wow <laughs> and, uh, and i was looking around and i'd already done another um, um, bump of the stuff i was looking around and everything in front of me you know, and all, the, all these toys and models and sculptures and things all became like a crazy pop-up book collage everything kind of became two-dimensional but really vibrant and colorful and uh-huh. whenever i look at something something would pop out at me like, Wow. And so um, uh, visually, it was pretty striking, uh, and I'm thinking, "This okay? This is um, this is this is first day of school kind of stuff." I'm seeing images of me racing down the street because I've been walking to and from Spectral a lot. So, because there's was that, that was in my mind, and I could see a lot of it. there was a lot of acceleration visually in my in my head mm-hmm. that I could see, and uh, I said, "Well, okay, couldn't hurt to do a third one of these, I guess." <laughs>
2: You know, famous dough. last words. And so,
1: yeah. And so I did that. And again, it, it sort of continued. And there was a certain point I tried to get up off the chair, uh, maybe to drink some water or something like that. And I realized my center of balance had completely, utterly vanished. And I felt like I was either going to fly to the ceiling <laughs> or, or hurl forward and face plant right onto the floor oh or bash God. my teeth out onto the kitchen counter. And I was like, "Oh no! Oh, oh shit! Oh shit!" And so I, I had to get back, sit back down again, and that's when I began feeling the nausea come in. And Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, I was like, "Oh yuck! Oh, this is not good. If I feel, if I move, if I even, you know, I feel like I'm gonna you know, either vomit or, um, you know." do some other horrible things. <laughs> so I thought I better at least get to the bathroom in case any an emergency happens and all that, because I, been, I began seeing everything around me went from this orgiastic, violent display of, of, of just visuals and things. And everything turned into a dark, dull yellow suddenly. Weird. And, uh, and I went to, I remember I was sitting down in the bathroom and I remember being, my feeling was, okay, everything's turning dark. Everything's turning yellow. I feel nauseous and I'm melting into the wall. I'm melting into everything. I, and I, wow. my, my very thoughts were as much as I love Bechinsky's paintings, I've never wanted to be one. i never <laughs> wanted to be one of those transfixed figures with all those little fibers and things, kind right. of, like, snaring them to their, you know, whatever they're sitting. Or, <laughs> and I felt exactly like that. And so I had to Whoa. kind of abide in that state for about um, not too long. I remember it was maybe it was about. 10 minutes or so of me Uh, just going, (laughs) uh, and then finally, you know, just looking at the shower and looking at the room and everything's getting darker and darker. I'm like, this feels like death. Wow. Uh, And uh, and I figured, well, if if my heart or whatever decides to just give up the ghost and say, that's it, I guess I should have expected it.
0: Were you Uh, scared?
1: Uh, I wasn't.
0: You don't sound like you were very scared. <laughs> it,
1: it, it wasn't that I wasn't the point where I was panicking because again, I'd been told that it wouldn't last too long. Okay. And um, and there and still, there's part of me that was a little bit at peace with it too. That maybe this is maybe this is how I go out. I don't know. Right. Um, but but eventually, you know, I felt things abate and the color began to come back into the room. I could walk without feeling nauseous. And uh, and the room um kind of realigned itself and all the colors came back and the life came back and the weirdness came back and I just took a couple of mushrooms and had a pretty good morning but wow
0: wow that's intense yeah, I, so did it did it <laughs> did it feel like a psychedelic because it's a it's it's not technically a psychedelic I don't think
1: yeah I, I don't think
0: it's like a tranquil I mean, is, is yeah, it like an animal it, tranquilizer or something
1: yeah, it's a weird feeling you get because it definitely has some uh rather interesting effects visually. But then again, I was on shrimps too, so right. I mean, just uh, I'd have to do it by itself. Yeah. Uh, how much how much further I want to experiment with that kind of thing? But um, yeah, that that was uh, that was um, remarkable for for all the horror and the wonderment that brought.
0: Yeah, that's that's a trip. I wonder if um, you know I've, I've heard people I've heard a lot of stories about ketamine. They talk about the K hole.
1: That was pretty much the classic K-hole I fell into. Yeah. It, and From what I've heard, it was uh, uh, interesting. Um, coincidentally, the very next day, there's a podcast I was to called The uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, where they were talking about near-death experiences. And apparently, uh, the one thing that people can equate to, uh, equated to most of a near-death experience, is the effect of ketamine.
0: Oh, interesting. Um,
1: yeah, and uh, when people get into K-holes and things, it's very much that sense of... Just everything kind of winding down and and, and, and uh, finding yourself kind of transfixed in you know you know way mm-hmm. so uh yeah, I, can't, I i couldn't have planned that but uh, but there it was i'm like yep that's that's kind of it
0: right wow yeah. that's that's intense man <laughs> oh, the things we do <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 uh it's fascinating it's fascinating it's interesting that there that, you know there's uh Ecstasy is the same way to where it's 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 not a, technically a psychedelic, but it feels like a psychedelic. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's, a, 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 it's an amphetamine, I
1: believe. It's a, it's a, that's an interesting one. I've I've had profoundly beautiful experiences right. on ecstasy. I've had those again those classic horror, horror same,
0: yeah, that, same. That, I've that had a little both. bit too much. Yeah,
1: and uh, the depression it that comes in the wake of all that because it just sucks your brain out. All, all your happy happy juice right. gets depleted. Uh, is uh, fascinating because it's profoundly horrible uh and I, I remember one time i just spent an entire week just looking out the window going oh my god is this my life
0: wow this... really
1: yeah and i had to write an interview uh you, you know describing my career and all that and i, and I, I didn't <laughs> need to do that because it all seemed horrible it mean, all seemed you know in my, my head just kind of recombobulated everything into it seemed kind of venal and tragic and terrible I and mean, why'd you do this? And, wow. <laughs>
0: uh, not a good state of mind to be writing something no, like
1: that. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, and everything and I remembered everything was weird fiction. It was like this weird bad dream version of what I'd been through with all the studios I've been at. Huh. I was, I, that was never that way. I never that was never that wasn't on that street. Um but uh, my head <laughs> insisted that this was the way it really this was the truth. This was the way it really was wow and uh <laughs> i decided to dwell dwell on that uh grossness for uh, about a week and then at a certain point it lift it kind of it broke like a fever one day i remember one day i was sitting there in bed and like oh there it goes okay
0: oh wow what a trip yeah
1: yeah yeah so i definitely taught me a lesson to go back to that stuff a little um but on the plus side the first time i'd taken that stuff it was uh it was beautiful i, I didn't expect it I, it was um I'd heard a lot about it. I I knew a lot of friends that did it, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to be like that." I I didn't trust anything that made me happy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Didn't didn't trust anything uh, that
0: made you love everybody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I remember this was still living in Woodland Hills, and just sitting there waiting for this to kick in. It was half an hour marking it. Okay, here's something. Half an hour passed, and oh boy, oh okay, this is interesting. I like it. Um, Sure, I don't know why people seem seem say it's the end all be all. Uh, what a bunch of lightweights, it's, uh, it's, I, uh, oh my god,
2: holy <laughs> shit.
1: Oh, and I had to sit down, like, oh, again, again, oh, all right, this is, this is pretty amazing. And it just felt like I was in very good hands, suddenly, it was a very womb like cocoon-like feeling, right. uh, with this expansiveness, and, and again, yes, you do, on the I guess the best thing I could say about that experience—it made me—I uh, was going through all my photographs and all that stuff and all the people that I met and all that—and thinking and it just gave me this profound sense of appreciation for everything that had happened Right. and a sense of gratefulness. And so right. that was—I uh, so guess that's the good good thing that came out of that kind of experience.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see how they're experimenting with um, people who have PTSD. Uh, oh yeah, that's it's it totally makes sense. It totally yeah. I makes think it's, you in a
1: controlled environment, yeah. You know, so don't take too much, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I think that could really uh, uh turn things around for people, just yeah. speaking.
0: Yeah, I think the you know, I think the whole uh, you know, the the all, all the all the 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 research that's being done now with psychedelics to treat mental illness is really going to be important. You know, I think it's really, you yeah, know, I think
1: it's really inspiring to know that it's finally being, you know, looked at seriously. Yeah. is I, you know, I guess we both grew up in a time when it was, it was such a stigma. Oh, um, yeah. Against all these things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah it, it affected me for so long. Where, uh, like right. When someone mentioned something like LSD. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. You know, you yeah. Some sort of this electrical revulsion. Like, <laughs> yeah of doing this
0: kind of stuff but. yeah it's funny how it how it, you know even even the even someone like open-minded folks like us it, it affected you know that that propaganda that we we uh grew up on but part you know part of it too was for me with the whole drug thing was um i just saw so many of my my brother's friends that were just kind of like you know, they represented drug culture, and they were just a bunch of wasted yeah. lo- losers that weren't doing shit with their lives. Yeah,
1: that 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 was it for me too. You know, <laughs> back in high school, wow, you, you knew the burnouts. Right, right. Up.
0: But that's yeah, but, but 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 as with with you, I think, um, you know, we we weren't. I don't think anything that. I mean, I I'm assuming it's like this for you. It sounds like it was like this for you. But for me, it was it was always. Um, it was not like I'm trying to escape my current reality. It's more like I was I was experimenting to try and expand my consciousness. I was trying yeah, to go. I was trying to go the other way. As a, you know, a lot of people take drugs to to escape their situation, escape their yeah, pain, because it's,
1: uh, it's all about you know, their painful reality. They're trying to get away from. Right, right. But and it was, uh, and that's uh, that can be dangerous. I've often said that if uh, what you're doing merely becomes pain management and right. the uh, profundity and the revelatory aspects of uh, dissipated, then you got to step back and say, okay, maybe there's a problem here. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, you, you, you know um, I guess utilize properly, you know, they can really, um, uh, go a long way to, uh, for an artist anyway, to, to really find out where, where they're coming from and
0: um, yeah. how
1: best to, to manifest those, uh, those images.
0: I was reading something about, uh, a... I don't know where I heard this. I don't remember where I heard it from, but someone that was addicted to ketamine got addicted to it. Like they were doing it so much, they got addicted. And when they stopped, they were still for, I think, months, like, seeing beings and entities walking around <laughs> and shit. And, like, it wouldn't, yeah. you know, it just kind of fucked. <laughs> like, it yeah. t- took them a long time to get back to normal, which is scary, you know.
1: And, that That is scary. I was, uh, I've never... Even in my most paranoid states, I don't think I've ever seen things out of the corner of my eye. Where oh my God, there's this thing out to, you know, in the trees or or, or wherever. Uh, and I always kind of wish that I did. Right. I, them, but, um, <laughs> you
0: haven't seen any beings or entities. Well, that one sounded like you were kind of saying entities.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, that was that was definitely one. There's I only see creatures. It's always very it's very Hieronymus Bosch, gearish kind of. Things are usually it's kind of peripheral in a sense, but I can kind of see them emerging from things. Or if I look at some random forms, like trees, are a big thing for me. I'll always see like these amazing things uh, kind of kind of come out of the forms of trees, right? Or or, or, or just from patterns and things. Ooh, Ooh I got to get that done. That shape's great. Right. Um,
0: and right. So
1: it. Um, and so I could bask in that forever sometimes. I'll just to see faces within faces or just, and they're all, and it's all very creature. shit. all, yeah, yeah. Again, very, very, um, very much what's in my own head. Or that's, my
0: own that's the thing that I, I, I wanted to bring up because I've had, um, uh, mushroom trips where, and this is leading up, it's leading up to the, to the point where you have that kind of ego death thing where I've, I've had it where it's like, you you get to a point where you go you you break the threshold and you're like ah okay everything's good yeah. <laughs> everything's god i don't have anything to worry about it's like you become enlightened in that state of mind yeah 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 and, and but it's like i remember and it's usually right before that you either freak out if you're not experienced you have a total panic because it's like oh i'm going to die ah! and then and oh, that's, that's your that's your well that's your that's your ego breaking down And so once you and the only way to get past that is just to relax and let it happen and you you know just relax and let it happen and then you'll you'll pass the threshold and you'll be like ah everything why was I afraid that was ridiculous to be afraid but
2: uh, (laughs)
0: But, 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 let let me finish real quick and then you can tell me but um, as that was I remember one time specifically and this has happened many times but one time specifically I, I was uh, had my eyes closed because after a certain point all my trips I, I did eyes closed lights off Terrence McKenna style you know yeah. don't 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 get distracted by all the, the stuff that's going on outside and mm-hmm. um and I was seeing just this wall of undulating giggery skulls and tentacles that were greens and purples like electric (laughs) greens and purples. And just like, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Just that weird. And, and I was like, you know, and I wasn't scared of it because I um, I had enough experience and I could understand if someone saw that, that wasn't prepared, it would be like terrifying, like this wall Mm. of evil. But I was like, Oh, this is, this is my personality being, broken down this is my ego being broken down these are all the things i kind of love you know that i think are cool looking and it's and it's sort of reflecting it back to me as it as it dies off so that i can get past it and get to my true self which is the you know the enlightened self the the real self the the self without the fear and and you know that without the persona without the ego um but yeah i just thought that was I, I, you know, I st- stopped and I was like, this is too much like something I would be into to just be random. <laughs> it's not scaring me. It's actually, so it's like, oh, that's cool. me. That's me breaking down. I get it, you know. But anyway, what, what were you saying with your first? Oh, no, I
1: was just saying, like, uh, we're talking about uh, when things, that first time things break down and it uh, was my first acid trip. And again, it was, this was uh, still was going this, uh, to art school. And a friend of mine just, uh, again, uh, he'd been. Doing it for a little while and just said, Hey, hey I got this uh, hit of acid. And it was like, uh, at the time, I was like, oh, Sure. Um, and so we went to his place and uh, just drop these things, and again, I'm not, I have no idea where this is going. We're 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 just going from place to place. We're going to, to drugstores, and
0: <laughs> probably the, not the best not the best no, way it's to. It's
1: Halloween. Trip. This is all these masks. <laughs> oh my
0: God! Like the worst day. possible way to take it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and we're
1: going to these <laughs> weird little dirtbag hangouts where all, where all these suburban kids are hanging out, and uh, everyone's getting kind of paranoid. And says, "Dude, I saw the way they were looking at you, man. We gotta get out of there." Oh yeah, that's and, the worst. Yeah, and then we got back to his place. He had a pretty big house and all that, but there was a certain point. I don't know. I don't know what happened first. But I just remember there was a certain point he kept talking and talking about his life and all that. And he was, a lot, he was a bit more experienced, well, a lot more experienced. I hadn't done anything yet. And suddenly I just felt my whole identity just shrink to nothing. And wow. I thought, what am I? I, I I've done nothing. I, I, I have not lived. I am such a uh, uh, an insignificant little scrap of nothing. <laughs> and history is this giant crushing thing that moves and and, and just, just, just rolls over everything and I, I am so much nothing in the middle of this. How am I a lot? How did I make it to this point? Right. And, and just feeling really just, just 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 so Painfully insignificant at that point and I just walking around and thinking, and and, uh, and Because my friend's talking and so he's like the only identity of the room and I'm and I'm I'm just becoming less and less And I think and there's this true sense of panic that was coming up uh-huh. and and I think it was just a matter of getting on and walking in the air. I think, um, but, but there's a certain point that broke.
0: Did you cross um, the uh, threshold, or did you just sort of keep yeah, the, keep the I, I panic at bay?
1: When I, I finally uh, I got got past that, I don't know how long that lasted, but it was really it was really terrifying for uh, a little while. And, uh, and I'm trying to remember if that was before or after we went out to the front yard. and This is the first time I saw things going full tilt as far as like the visionary process was concerned. And the yard looked like some. I remember my thoughts were: this looks like M.C. Escher meets Bosch. Right. And the trees were kind of de- geometrical looking, and uh, and and there were faces everywhere. And the, my my most vivid memory of those it was, it was, it was it was nighttime, it rained, so the grass was glistening, and um, it looked like a the grass looked like a pile of horned toads, horned lizards, but they were woven like baskets. Wow. Leaves, <laughs> and there were heaps and heaps of these basket woven horned lizards? Amazing! And, uh, and Seeing that very vividly, and um, yeah, and there were these shrubs that looked like they were just these hordes of demons with these, you know, these horns and things. Um, and, and so that that's kind of where it all started.
0: Wow, wow, that, rem- that's yeah. kind of, that reminds me. Of the first time I I did acid, I was eighteen, I think eighteen or nineteen. It was at a Grateful Dead concert. We went there, you know, I think specifically just to get acid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so, and luckily we got really strong, good acid, but it was like, we, we took it probably two or three in the afternoon and we were still tripping the next day at like seven thirty. you yeah. know, tripping pretty hard to where I, I, and some of the, the, it was just like. The, the visuals were never that good again, you know, and, and it's, mm. but, 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 but it's, it's not about the visuals actually. The, the, the real value in the psychedelic ex- experience is how it changes. Uh, it breaks your ego down basically and gets you, gets you beyond the ego to where you can yeah. experience yeah. things as, as, as they really are. And, um but, but it was just like the stuff I saw was so weird. And, and uh, I mean, as I was coming that, you know, the next day it's we're you know we're kids, 18, eighteen, nineteen. It's seven thirty in the morning, um, going, and we're both going. What if we never come out of this? <laughs> that, that was a kind of a terrifying thought. But I remember seeing on the wall because I, I was in this, it was in my uh, garage, which was my parents' garage, was converted into a, a music studio, and it was all carpeted, no windows, so it was basically pitch black, and I could see. I was watching on the wall and it was like a hand drawn animation it didn't look cg it looked like kind of hand drawn and it was um a grim reaper on a skeleton horse running like like uh running over a hill but the but the the grim the horse and the grim reaper were s- s- in the center of the shot and yeah. it was the ground that was moving you know what I mean? So it was just like galloping in place on the ground. <laughs> oh, and it was like, it was so cool. It was like, wow. and it was like, I was just looking at it and it was there. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. My friend couldn't see it. And I was like, oh, that's so neat looking. I wish you could see this right now.
1: Uh, I know. I think there's always that feeling when you're first getting into this with someone then uh, that somehow – you're seeing the same thing. You're in completely different worlds.
0: Right, right. But, but you know, there there is uh, examples of people who who do see the same thing, like uh, Alex, oh, Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex and Allison Gray have that. Great story about how I think the first time they met was at some party, and they tripped, and they were both seeing. They were both they both had the same uh, vision. They had a vision yeah. together.
1: Oh, that's cool. Which
0: is crazy. That, yeah.
1: That's a great. That's a great way to yeah <laughs> to meet. <laughs>
0: and I've had I've definitely had uh, the psychic thing with people I've tripped with before, where it's like you, you oh, it's you're, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're like uh, thinking you could hear each other. You're like talking through your thoughts. I've had that happen before, That's cool. which is you crazy. Yeah, I think I've had
1: that specifically.
0: But. yeah, yeah, and and the other, you know, the other weird. This is so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for the model of reality that we have. Is that when you trip, sometimes you one of the things it does, aside from all the other stuff, is it it it's like it, it makes the synchron everything lines up and the synchronicities happen, like and that that yeah. shouldn't something you're taking how can that affect your environment like that Mm -hmm. and and it but it does you know i I, like i this one trip i did with um a friend of mine three other friends it was a a friend and his girlfriend and then me and this other guy and we we started at one part of san pedro and we started tripping and then they went off and did their the guy and the girl went off and did their thing and me and the guy started walking in the opposite direction just randomly and then at yep, the end yep. of the trip as we're coming down we're we're all the way across town like way far away from where we were and then this bus pulls up and then my friend my other friend and his girlfriend get out <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're walking by the bus stop and then they get out of the bus i mean what are that's impossible and that's one of those things that you know it's like it, it affected reality you know and and it's shit like that happens a lot when when that happened,
1: you know, weird. Yeah, it's just that. Oh my god, I remember. Around, um, again, back in this first trip, uh, apparently there are earthquakes in New Jersey. Oh really? We and I remember when we were in the house, and we were sort of in that come down period where you are you sort of like, oh, uh, you're kind of all nauseous. Uh uh-huh. And I heard, I heard some tinkling, like like a, like, uh, like glasses tinkling together, and my friend jumps up to freak out. I said, Paul, "Dude, that was an earthquake." I'm like, "I didn't feel it." What's going on here? And uh, turned on the radio. Sure enough, there was a small quake in the area. Oh no way! So it was this momentous thing happening. Oh, at least on my first experience there. So that uh, yeah, i just I just took it for what it was. and that's oh, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. It's it's weird though. I mean, God, I've I've got. I, I at one point I had written down all the weird stuff that's happened. It wasn't just psychedelic stuff. It was kind of all the weird, all the weirdness. I have a list of it somewhere, but there's just. You know, after a certain point, you just kind of go, Yeah, that's the way it is. That's, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> my life, you,
1: that, that, that stuff will happen.
0: Reality is weird, and uh, yeah. you know, and
1: I, I do wonder about that too. Because I, I don't know if it's the same with you, but when day to day life is just so stubbornly banal, uh, oh, yeah, like, I can't believe I've done it. I've done anything, you know, I go out and everything's beautiful in the way I perceive beauty in the world, but you know, nothing's got that extra bit of you know, right. vibrancy or nothing's. Throbbing, or or or, or 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 looking down and laughing at me, or anything like that. Right. Uh, I, I occupy a very uh, um, um, uh, very rigid reality, and sometimes I kind of joke to myself, as "Well, maybe Paul, maybe that is your hallucination now. Right. Maybe this is the world. Maybe you entered a completely <laughs> different." world that you you know that is so damn precise it's and real to you
0: it is though it is it's you know this re- like this thing that we're happening right now is a hallucination totally it's a it's a, it's, a, it's an interpretation of signals that our brain is reading and and you know it's filtered. everything's filtering through our ears and our eyes and you know, our sense of touch and and it's a facsimile of what reality actually yeah, is yeah. it really is There's
1: uh, there's a part of me that likes to, I I guess, sort of tweak that or just to see behind things a little bit more. Maybe that's why uh, the the process fascinates me.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the that's sort of what um, psychedelics can do when when done properly is give you a peek behind the curtain. Um, Very Philip K. Dick, you know. It's very Philip K. Dick. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's a good good way to put it.
0: <laughs> and he he had his own, you know, major kind of psychedelic spiritual experiences. Also, have you ever read oh, that? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I remember uh, yeah reading about them in a uh, the comment that Robert Crum had done.
0: Right, yeah, with the pink beam and how he, you know, the whole vision he had, and he saw like, yeah, a pink yeah, beam yeah, coming into his and head, and
1: he, and he kept projecting into the past, right? He and he got he got this. He was killed at a certain point by right. strangled and Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember when I read that I, I tripped out because um he talks about the pink beam. That's one of the big things. A pink some kind of pink beam of energy went into his head and and like where his third eye was, I think. And when I read that I was like, wow, I've I've I had a like a kundalini experience when I was younger where uh, I don't know do you know uh, are you familiar with kundalini yoga or kundalini energy or any of that um the theory of it
1: yeah, yeah. yeah not, not to the point where I could describe it but I know it's
0: the... yeah it's it's like it's called I think it's serpent energy it's it's a it's a theory that um, your life force energy is um, kind of like a coiled snake in the base of your spine and, and you can do certain kinds of meditation and um release the energy and people who practice kundalini yoga they are able to release that energy and then they circulate it throughout their body that's like the practice of 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 it from my understanding um and it's and it's kind of like some people even uh, discourage it because it's you know people if if you if you experience the kundalini thing kundalini awakening Mm -hmm. when you're not ready you can get weird and sick and it can kind of fuck you up so, mm-hmm. so you're supposed to do like a uh, kind of a rigorous training method to prepare yourself for it. But one, um, I didn't even know about Kundalini when this happened. Actually, this was I was I don't know, this is in the early 90s. I was meditating, um, and I uh, smoked pot, a little bit of weed, so I was yep. a little, little bit stoned, and I and I meditated, and just all of a sudden I felt like a ball of <clears throat> static felt like a ball of static electricity came from like my, where I was sitting cross-legged. Uh, for, so the base of my spine, just this big ball of electric energy went up through me. Like Ooh. it felt like almost like it felt like my hair should be standing up. It was static and it went That's up great. and it went up and it went through my head and, um, and it was pink. Like I saw it as it went, kind of through my head I, I saw it it was pink and i was like oh that's the pink bean that's what he's talking about it's like the, it. yeah yeah it was it was uh it was really like whoa and you know and of course i've tried to do it other times like following the same thing and i never you know you can't, it's basically here's here's the thing about the psychedelic stuff is that this is what this guy that I'm learning magic from he's he's not it's you know he's he's had a lot of psychedelic experiences like psychedelic mm-hmm. magical where he's done magic on psychedelics and it's a technique that you can use He even teaches a course on psychedelics and magic but he's always he doesn't recommend psychedelics he's like they're too unpre- oh, they're too unpredictable whereas it's magic yeah. ceremonial magic practice these are things you can repeat. You know, yeah, you can yeah. there can be consistent to where you're you know, you can make that thing happen again if you have the discipline to do these basically these forms of meditation and breathing, you know, so uh, I think, you know, he's probably teach. you know, he's he's teaching to the lay person and the person who's new to this. So he's, he's definitely on the safe side of things. Yeah, no, that's something but but me. that's yeah. a good. Uh, it was an interesting point he made that that um, you know psychedelics will get you there for sure, but they're
1: unpredictable and 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 it's yeah, hard to enough, repeat some of these is, things. Yeah, they, they kind of choose the time.
0: Yeah, they choose for you. <laughs> it's drop the like, big one on you. So. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: That's why uh, yeah I had that big revelation in '97, yeah. and it's like no, that that's it for you for now. Yeah, right. Uh, and then
0: it's it, and I guess my point was that I you know I try you, you try and I tried to make it happen. I've never been able to really uh make it happen. Oh yeah, again. no countless
1: times it's out there kind of um you know just focusing so it's, okay we're gonna go back to that that thing. We're gonna see it. I, don't, I, don't, I got kind of close in New York once some shrooms and I and again I had a hint of like that again that same kind of that growing it was sort of fanning out sort of uh they're like almost like vines this time. But again all those mm. lights and things that represented uh different individuals and things. But um that was that was it pretty much I have, and well, everything else at that point has been kind of just visual or, or do I, I I'd actually had one experience that I, I could talk about uh, but yeah, please go. no no what, what, what <laughs> is it what is it oh no it was it was this was like oh boy this was uh, back in 2014 mm. and I'd done anything uh, in a few years I remember I was I was living in living Woodland Hills for a little bit and it was just this kind of weird period where I went through a lot of anxiety and uh, you, you know and I, I didn't know to ask yeah, I, you know I was getting the run around from a lot of people and um, has yes, anyone gotten anything in regards to shrooms or anything? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hook you right up, and it always flake out the last minute, right? And uh, but then finally, a friend of mine, I guess, was uh, kind of coming back or going to Coachella, she happened to have a few, and uh, drove over, dropped them off, and um, and I had this really intense experience. And again, it was again, it very it being that I hadn't done it for a while, it was extremely visual, extremely I, again, these things that, that it would. Take the rest of my life to, to visualize these things through art, right? In whatever way that I wanted to, and I thought, well, that that's it. And the, why look further? Those those are the shapes and the forms and the, the iconography that is going to make up what I do from here on in, right? Um, and but that was one thing. The next day, I took a little bit more. It wasn't that much, but again, something in me began talking, and it was this voice that it's it's me, but it's disembodied, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm like I'm talking to myself through myself, and the voice began to sound and began visually in my head began to take the form of Frank Zappa. So he was talking to me. Hey Paul, uh, well, I'm glad that you're here. Um, you know, and you know, we've been in touch, but uh, I'm glad that you're in LA now. Cause now we can, we can actually have a discussion here. We couldn't have done this in New York. We wow. couldn't have done this in Philly. You had to come out here so we could have this moment. And what it was all about is like him sitting down with me, telling me that I've been through a lot of trauma. I've been through a lot of, um, just, just, there's, there's been a lot of things that have just kind of snared my, 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 my psyche and then kept me from becoming anything and that, uh, we got to get that out of you. And so he was saying and he was kept saying, okay, we're just going to go through this little ritual here and, and it's going to mean, what's going to mean. And, uh, look, I know that, you know, that I know that all of this is going on in your head, but so of the things that are killing you. So, look, wow, uh,
0: that's amazing. Yeah.
1: And so basically what the whole thing was, it visual, it again, it was very visual in the sense that I could maybe I, I couldn't see it photographically, but I you know, I could see, sense him or I could sense me talking to myself across the room, and then I could see him from uh, from my perspective. And it was all about going through every little horrible thing that happened to me within the past however however many years, decade, whatever else, and we're gonna meditate on that thing till it becomes visualized in our hands. And the way it was visualized, here's where it gets kind of Cronenbergian, was this horrible throbbing mass of tumors. And it was this red, bloody mess that was kind of horrible and big. It was full of these giant, like, larvae that were kind of oobling around inside of this tumor's mess. And it kept getting bigger and bigger. And it was like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, that was a bad one. Uh, that <laughs> one time that So here, see, see how large those horrible things are? Yeah, that was a big one. Oh, my And before I knew it, I had this giant, horrible, throbbing mass of tumorous flesh and worms in my in in both of my hands. And you're are
0: you were you like seeing this in your mind's eye or were you seeing it? Yeah, I'm sort of
1: visualizing it, but in a sense it's very real. I've got my hands held up in front of me and going, Yeah, this is pretty horrible. I don't know if I want to hold this anymore. Wow. these things that look like black barbed wire are kind of arcing out of it too. Like it's like it's all the worms and the tumors are snared by this horrible. Spiny metal wire that's that's alive and it's kind of like arcing through all this stuff and kind of pricking my fingers. And he says, "Okay, Paul. Now what we're going to do? We're going to take all those horrible things that happened to you, okay? And we're going to focus a little bit and we're going to focus on each problem, make them smaller and smaller. And so you see that's receding a little bit. That larva is turning into a pupa, and those tumors are kind of going back into some kind of like more manageable state. And basically, what I need to make a long story short." All that stuff began to compress down into what looked like a big black metal insect pupa with little tendrils that were flailing around.
0: Oh my god! I was like, well, see, it's
1: not so bad now; it's manageable. That's amazing. So I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "That's pretty cool looking." <laughs> I, I can see myself in it. <laughs> and uh, it says, "Well," and I was like, well, okay. Well, so we got this thing. What do we do with it?" And he's like, "Well, it's up to you, my friend. Um, you know, there's many ways we can get rid of this. Uh, um, I'm leaving that decision to you." So I remember. I um, went over to the toilet, which had blue water in it, to put one of those little 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 pucks in there that makes the water blue. Uh-huh. And uh, I must have said something, like a little ritual or something, and then just plopped the little metal pupa into the toilet and flushed the toilet. Watched it spiral down like a vortex, like some universal uh, um, just vortex of doom and all that. And all my troubles went down the drain, so to speak. That's and amazing. Just, and I was like, Was that it? I'm like, He's like, Yeah, that's, uh, that's however way you do it. You know, that, that's, that's, you got rid of that shit. <laughs> so I think you'll be feeling a little bit more of a spring in your step, my friend, you're going to be thinking a bit clearer. And, uh, I think we, it's time to celebrate. We should go out for a while. And so I remember we took, I took a long walk around the neighborhood with this other presence talking to me in my head wow. and, uh, and feeling fantastic. And it for whatever it was worth, you know, I remember it was, uh, I felt really kind of cleansed after that. And, uh, um,
0: that's amazing. And it's been
1: kind of that way since that point. Again, again, I can sort of mark my time, my life before that moment and after that moment. And it hasn't really happened since that point. Um, That's amazing. There were a couple of things I had to get out of myself last year, I think, and uh, and that that same kind of thing sort of happened, but the the, the horrible tumor mass was nearly as horrible. That's
0: incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a fun story, if anything. You know. Yeah, a, it but it's it's amazing. I don't know. It's. Uh, you, you, you seem nonchalant about it, but I think it's probably the most amazing story you've told on here. One of the most yeah, amazing, no, one well, of the most well, amazing was, psychedelic healing stories I've ever heard. Actually, it's kind yeah, of cause
1: it, was a trip. Very, uh, it was very, was consistent too. Because it wasn't like things were shifting to another thing. The first, right, first, right. In my head was very consistent. It made a lot of sense too. It was very grounded in in, in regards to what was going on in that realm. And, uh, there's a weight of reality to it that really, uh, kind of, kind of, um, uh, impacted things too. Yeah. And again, just visually, i tried to draw it. I'll, I'll probably do it, try to do a painting or something that's a bit more, um, uh, um, vivid, I suppose. Right. Uh, I, I did some sketches, did some little Photoshop things of me holding up pilot tumors, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like last year, I think I went to the same thing and, um, it was, Frank was there again. He was like, "Well, I... you got a little bit of stuff in you. We'll get, we'll get some stuff out." Oh, ta- here.
0: Okay, wait, wait. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. Oh, he was
1: just like, uh, he just dropped in, <laughs> 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 and I was like, like, yeah, like you went through some shit." Okay, we're we're just gonna do a little diagnostic here. It's it's no big deal, but uh, it's uh, you'll see it's a lot more manageable this time. So um, let's see what's inside. And uh, so I just listen to here. Yeah, this shitty thing happened, and that happened, and I'm dealing with this. And oh, uh, look what you got here. And what was in my hands looked like a transparent egg, uh, like a, you know, a large transparent egg that had white centipedes inside of it. Wow. And they were kind of like swinging around in it. says, so, let me see. That's not so bad. Uh, <laughs> but again, it's like, well, get rid of this however you want to get rid of it. So I imagine this horrible like, kind of glowing fluorescent sphincter opening up in front of me. from my Because I had a picture of coral or something that looked like that. And it kind of expanded from the screen of the computer. And I just kind of let it get sucked into that. I was like, well, there you go. As simple as that. Wow, (laughs) that's amazing. So again, these are all things that I've kind of jotted down as visual notes, saying, "Okay, draw that, paint that, work that into something," Um, and how, however, they find manifestation later on. um, I guess it's yet to be seen, but those were fun. That's
0: a. That's. That's. (laughs) I mean, that's like a. uh... That 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 those were magical rituals, big time.
1: really the fact that it took the form of Frank Zappa was significant.
0: Oh, it's guess, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's,
1: I've, always, I've always had this tremendous. He's one of my heroes. I've always respected. Right. Had to say his perspective on things, and so I guess he's going to manifest as that figure. That's gonna, right, uh, right. Uh, kind of guide me through things. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a big one.
0: Yeah, that's just it's so that that um, I mean this is uh, uh th- th- this is magic this is magic this is the essence of magic really like when yeah. you're in mag- magical ceremonial practice you 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 do that kind of thing but um you're altering your consciousness basically through deep states of meditation and you're intentionally calling on i mean if you do if you practice chaos magic which is 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 a more of a um uh less structured version of of ritual magic you can call upon the ghost of the mm. spirit of Frank Zappa to help you <laughs> like like for example, you might say uh, you want to you want to be a great guitar player and Frank Zappa is your famous gu- favorite guitar player. Yeah. You, you can like you know within this uh, uh, meditative um, context, you can call up. You know, it's again, it's the same. It's it's the same as tripping. It really is like a it's it's a it's a, a thing that kind of happens inside of you. But you can you know make the do the the rituals and call up the the spirit of uh, Frank Zappa and say, hey, sh- can you show me some how to play the guitar or, mm. or give me give me the 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 thing I need to be a better guitar player? And you will become a better guitar player. And it's and it's not even that you're... Technically, calling up the spirit of Frank Zappa as much as that's the that's the those are the that's the symbolic language you're using to become a better guitar player, or that's yeah to
1: unlock that potential within your. You know what I mean? And
0: it's it's like yeah yeah it's people automatically be like oh yeah you you brought Frank Zappa to to to, to, you know (laughs) to shrink your your trauma tumors or whatever, but you know (laughs) (laughs) and it's not so much that uh yeah (laughs) but it's not it's 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 uh this this is it's just it sounded so much like a kind of a magical ritual um what you you were describing Uh, it was it
1: was significant i mean i remember for the entire yeah that that, that feeling lasted for a long time afterwards yeah
0: it's powerful uh,
1: it's it's really because you go through these amazing things like who do you tell yeah you know, right. You want to tell everyone, but it's like, yeah, yeah, I have to I have to figure out a way to this. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'll usually just draw it saying here's something here's a dream I had in quotes you know the other day about this thing that happened where I got these things out of myself, and you know, that that's a palatable way for most people to get it because it's it's an interesting period we're going through and the fact that even though there's a lot of there's been so much progress in regards to studying these things and take them seriously um but there's still a lot of resistance as well and i think Mm -hmm. a long time when when a lot of people i knew were very opposed to this kind of thing i mean it's it's a life choice too not everyone's (laughs) not everyone's gonna have um the same reaction Or or, Uh, yeah
0: uh, absolutely yeah they're not yeah it's psychedelics are not for everyone there's also people that that have addiction issues that can't take substances because
1: yeah or they're or they're just that Borderline personality. Yeah, or they've
0: control. got, or they got sure. mental, uh mental illness already.
1: But, but yeah, yeah. So that, I'm always, I always try to be as, as, you know, as responsible as I can when I'm talking about these things. And right, right. Kind of a disclaimer. So I've had horrible experiences too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's they're, took they're, too much one day, or, you know, and it left me in a traumatized state for years. Yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, know, it's, it's not
0: to be but, taken lightly. It's not to be fucked with. Yeah, at yeah, sure. a certain
1: point, if I got casual about it and it wasn't guarded, it would it's just like. Like uh, I heard it best described as Pandora's box being opened in your head,
0: yeah,
2: and
1: all that, um, all those things that are there that you've uh, rather done a rather good job of getting out of, getting, putting in perspective and getting under control. That all can get you know know, flung out into
0: right, right,
1: right. And it's uh, yeah, and again back to I guess this dials back to my original, um, I guess theme we were working on, like those nightmare feelings that that weird that pure fear. Uh, Whenever I've got a, uh, whenever I get into a depression or I get some, you know, or state of psychosis like that can result um, from not using things right, it always goes back to that, that that sense of pure fear and and thinking, oh no, I'm still that child, you know, in bed looking into the dark, and it's that same thing. And I think, oh God, I've not beaten it yet. Right. "Mm -hmm."
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Heavy duty, heavy duty stuff.
1: Yeah, no, no, thanks. I mean, I, I don't know what other form I would have to express on any, any of these things. It's, it's
0: I I think it's yeah I think it's 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 amazing. I mean, it's just I'm kind of blown away by it. Um, yeah, because,
1: because these things are uh, yeah again yeah and even though it's sort of part and parcel with what I do uh, just the work and all that. Um, it, again, it's not the kind of thing I can say. Oh, by the way, the reason I'm doing these things is because you know, I had uh, <laughs> this incredible mushroom trip, right? Right. <laughs> Whatever else did. and. You know, you do start to wonder sometimes. Well, what if I'd never done that? Would it have come out anyway? I'm probably would have, right? In a different form, right? Or right. like, probably, what if I had a straighter line from point A to point B? Uh, you know, But uh, yeah, life is what it is. And, yeah. Uh, that's why I just say when we are who we are, life is what it is. You know, and I couldn't have changed things.
0: Right? Yeah. 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 I I I uh the the, the I guess the, the uh, the point I was gonna make was um they're, you know, they're, they're not for everybody. They do, they are amazing tools for some people that, that are, uh, um, oriented that way. Um, they're dangerous. So you have to be careful. But, but the thing about, um, uh, I, I suppose what my, um, what I've been learning through the ceremonial magic and stuff, it's like ceremonial magic is the same way to get that that's as, as a, if you, if you do it right and you take the precautions, it's a safe way to to get that. Like there's yeah, not, the risk doesn't, the risk that psychedelics have doesn't really exist in that thing. So yeah, it's kind of like, it yeah, takes yeah. longer. It's mm-hmm. more, it takes more effort. It takes a lot of discipline. It's like very much like you got to work at it every day, but, but it, it's, it's all about getting, it's all about basically getting um, to that point that you've got to with your, your, I mean, you healed yourself basically with this weird hallucination or or whatever you, manifestation of Frank Zappa, whatever you yeah, want to call and, it.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, it wasn't it, it wasn't even a large dose of uh, psilocybin, I right? A couple of them, and it just again mer- very much like the one I had in eighty seven, that revelatory one. It was just a matter of pr- just getting enough of. Um, uh, I, I think Martin Ball referred to it as a launch pad, basically, you're, right? You're just, getting this just enough just to get you where you need to go. Right. And uh, and then whatever was inside of me did all the rest, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and you were um, – uh, timing is an issue as well. You Obviously, the time – it was the right time for you to do it because you could have taken that small amount another time and it wouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah, but it would have just been like, oh, well, here we are again. Right, and right, everything. yeah. It was, yeah, it was, again, there was a lot of uh, – I was dealing with a lot of stress, lots of uh, – it's sort of a tumultuous period too, mm. and like I said, it had been trying to get any kind of any kind of um, access to, to psychedelics was almost impossible for about two years. Right. Uh, so um, there's a lot of undammed stuff that was just screaming to get out of me.
0: Right. Wow. What a trip. Amazing. That yeah. was, a, that was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I know. It's,
1: again, it's sort of defined my time out here. You know, I mean, yeah. time. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I love where I live here in Studio City. It's getting really expensive. Like every year, there's another rent increase. Yeah, you.
0: I've I've seen you talking about how frustrated you've been about you know your living situation and the, yeah, the cost it, it's just been
1: and... again my the, my building manager here. They they've been a blessing in the fact that they've been the most absolutely understanding and patient people I can imagine being because there's two people to deal with here. Uh, but it's I'm really pushing things now. Really, and it's the kind of thing where I feel like. Uh, Things either have to change, they're either going to change real quick, or um, uh, I want to start looking for a more sustainable environment to um, um, go forward in. Yeah, you're talking
0: about, like, moving back east again or something. I mean, I don't know if you're just kind of... I don't think I can move back
1: east. (laughs) People have said, New Jersey, I'm like, I've kind of been there done that. Right. New York, I'm like, ugh, I've been there, done that. I know people tell me there's some affordable uh, places in New York, but I just thought, no, I just...
2: Oh, yeah. Patreon,
1: yeah, Patreon, that's, that's, that's Patreon. It. Be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Everyone, everyone's been. No, here's the thing, too. I guess this again. This is going back to
2: <laughs>
1: I started the interview. I was mentioning my friends uh, uh, Lee Moyer and Venetia Charles, who helped me with the uh, the Spectrum thing, getting the Swamp thing in there. Uh, they, they're the ones that are helping me get the uh, the sketchbooks published.
0: Oh, great! And
1: yeah, and so all of my work, well, that I had last year. Most of that is important at this point. And all the books have been scanned. Uh, there's a couple of books I have here that I just still have to send over. But we're talking a couple of volumes uh, one that'll focus on more of the personal stuff, one that'll be more, you know, commercial things, which means it's going to be, a t- it'll take longer because they've got to right. like, right. sign off and the stuff yeah. and all that. But, um, but that was going to be uh, the big plan for last year. And, you know, life happens, unfortunately. Yeah, of and uh, things got a little delayed. So I thought we talked and we said, okay, well, this, we'll keep just moving ahead on this thing. It's just going to take a little while to get things established. But, um, but, but that's looking, that's looking pretty good. Um, yeah. But uh, they were also, but we were also talking about getting a Patreon set up for myself. Yes. A, yes. Full yes. Gabber, you know, trying to, trying to get all these things to intertwine. So, right. Uh, yeah. You could, so I mean, I'm, that's, that's on the horizon.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh, you know, I've been pushing Christopher Ulrich as well to get that to get a Patreon going. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and he's got his big project that he's trying to do, which is a big book project. And it's like he's he he was like, I want to be ready. And he, at first he was kind of like, I want it to be specifically to support this book project. And I and, and I think I've kind of turned his uh, turned him around a little bit on it by saying, you know, as long as you you can start the Patreon today. And, and and it's right today because you created an account and told people, people have an opportunity to give you a dollar a month. It's like even if it's not perfect and set up the right way the way you want it, eventually you can shape it and turn it yeah, into Yeah, I think you
1: finally uh, yeah, after you've been in for a little while you're like, oh, okay, I'm getting the paint. Yeah, of you the, you understand parameters of Yeah, it.
0: you understand how it works and people, you know, you get a feel for it and you get it start, it's the
1: best way to yeah, see just, just, just jumping f- right in. Just jumping uh, right
0: in and 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 not getting disappointed if you don't make like a bunch of money right off the bat because yeah, it takes Yeah, exactly. Pe- what happens? Thinking- People, people, was like, people
1: oh, it's going to be the perfect moment when, yeah, no, no, people. Like, pe-
0: pe- well, for one thing, people start it and then they're like, uh, you know, they don't get any action on it. And it's mainly because they're not promoting disparity. it or they don't have a big enough fan base, but mainly they, they get uh, frustrated and they just stop, they don't stop. post on it. You know, so mm-hmm. they're, even though they only got like five or 10 people, they're not giving them any content. So it's like,
1: yeah, so they, it's kind of dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: you have to just kind of like start it and then keep doing it and keep promoting it. And
1: does that, um, I'm actually gotten much better at that. Even on social media. Oh yeah. You're, you're definitely posting things way, you're way, you're getting, way
0: better at it for sure. I, I, you yeah, post getting a lot. A dialogue
1: going with people. Yep. And so that's that's been a huge sense. That, that 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 gave me a lot of confidence. And okay, I can do that. I can do this other thing too. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's it's if nothing else, it's an opportunity for people. Like you know, most of the people like when you were saying, you know, oh, I got to pay some bills again. I'm going to sell some stuff. This is you know, those people that are there for you that that want to support you. Maybe they don't have a hundred bucks for or two hundred bucks, or they don't have money to buy an original. but They definitely got a buck, or they got five bucks, and that adds up. And and it's like. Even if you start off with an extra 50 bucks a month or something, it's like, pff, I would take an extra 50 bucks a yeah. month, you know, it's...
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just find groceries sometimes, as a big, sharp bite. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so... that you know,
1: Those uh, fruity pebbles. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's the, that's, that's, that's my, uh, that's my, my yeah, no, Patreon uh, good, so... spiel for the, for the, yeah, for the yeah, week. Just I'm just always... I'm always talking about it. I should I should be getting kickbacks from them, but I just think it's it's <laughs> it's just such a great opportunity for for people like us that are independent yeah, artists. Yeah,
1: keeps things alive and keeps your presence out there too. And, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and it's and, 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 a... and it's an opportunity. It's a it's a way for people to just give you money, you know. And a lot of people, you'll be surprised, just want to support you and just so they can just so that that they can see you keep creating artwork.
1: Yeah, no, I think things have um... you know. Within the last few years, things really kind of turned around, and I really feel there's a lot of momentum now. Oh, good, uh, yeah. For stuff, um, uh, you know, I mean, for for what I'm doing, for a lot of people, I think, yeah, I yeah. no. But it's... I'm, I, I can honestly say that I'm a world away from where I was a few years ago, where I was just kind of floundering and
2: right. Good, you know, yeah.
1: I had a bit of, you know, I had a couple of people kind of, you know, checking in on me every once in right. a while, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite, quite what this is, and so. I uh, it'd be good to keep that or get get that to the next level
0: right right yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, for sure yeah you, you you've got a uh, an obligation in a way to to your artwork you know it's like yeah a, and it's you, a
1: funny thing how that becomes this other thing too it, it becomes an entity unto itself and
0: yeah uh, and you're serving, it. you're serving and it you're serving it. yeah yeah that's, that's the know? thing i
1: find uh whether it's talking through frank Zappa or whoever else that's, <laughs> that's the nature of uh, the identity of the work, and it's uh, and it's trying to guide me along. It's it's kind of it's being kind of stern sometimes because it has to be, and I'm just a, a human,
2: right? Um,
1: but uh, it, it's it took a lot, a little while for that to get uh, to the point where I do feel that uh, sense that it's a palpable kind of thing that I have to um, to to work with in more more than just doing stuff, you know, just getting this cranking this stuff out, right? Because because that would be horrible. I was just kind of like uh, aimless and just uh, you, know, you know banging stuff out for yeah. the sake of it. Yeah. but um, the fact that there is a sense of purpose, and w- for whatever that means, for wherever it's going, you know, there's all dialogues in my head saying, you know, no, this this character needs to come back, or you need to draw these things, or uh, this this has to come to the forefront, but in a different, more more, uh, uh, it should uh, find it find its identity and its form and its color, where it was just a doodle. Before. It's all all these things. Right, right. Um, it's I love it. I love the process but uh, wow just getting
0: there though. That's- yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean the way I look at it is especially I mean I'm I'm looking at it particularly as um you you as an artist as someone um, who is so talented it's like you've got you've been given a, such a huge uh a, a, like a huge gift with your your talent. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of it is is practice of course, but but you have you definitely um uh, this is like with Mikey I was talking to last week it's like you know you can see people that have it that it's natural you know yeah. that you don't have to work maybe quite as hard or you, you if there's something under this underlying thing you can see it in people that really have this um this big talent and it's like you know your your work, your work is definitely everybody I know agrees that this is true about you it's not just me it's like you know you're you're regarded as as, you know you're really like a genius like like a christopher It's, it's true but um so it's like when when you've been given such an amazing incredible gift that i know so many people would be would god would give their left arm to be able to create like work as good as you you kind of have a responsibility to to Bring it to the people yeah, and put yeah, it out yeah. there. And it's like, it's like this thing's been given to you. So it's like, you gotta, I think it's more like a, a mindset you have to adopt, which is like, fuck, this is precious. This thing I, this gift I have yeah, is so yeah, precious. Yeah. I need to, and I need to this, do, I need to do whatever I got to do to, to take it, to shut, to share it and to keep yeah, creating. I think
1: it. It, it literally is completing a cycle. Yeah. There's, absolutely. I yeah, get the inspiration and then there's the doing and then the showing and then get just getting it out to as many people as possible. Right. Whatever form. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, that that's been the most frustrating point is like, well, where can I see your stuff? or
0: Well, yeah, that's, anything? that's every you artist's struggle. Yeah. You yeah. It's that last part to. and the business part. That's the hard, it's the hard, yeah, it's the hard yeah. part for us. But, but with, you know, with these platforms like Patreon and social media, we we're able to, we're able to, um, you know, do it now. So, um, and it's, and it's all just, learn stuff. It's just book learning type stuff, really. Uh, Or if you could find someone who will kind of manage you and do that, there are, you know, I have yet to (laughs) know an artist that has found that person that is managing them and taking care of everything and all they get to do is uh create artwork other than maybe certain people i've
1: known like a friend of mine uh she does storyboarding and she's got she works through an agency and they take care of everything the clients being a dick you know that must be amazing and i'm like and that's like oh man i don't know anyone in specifically in the realm of the work that right Do. Well, yeah, that does that?
0: That's the the thing is. It's like since I've I've had to learn how to manage my own career and and the business thing and, and all that. It's like I know how to do it, and it, so often I feel like oh, if I if I didn't have to manage my own career, I would love to manage like paul komoda's career or christopher ulrich's career it's like i see i see where they need what they need to do and where they need to go i just don't have the time or the energy to to do yeah, it you yeah, know i, totally I would exactly. i would so i would so be into it, but. it <laughs> what's that i, I certainly
1: appreciate that though
0: oh yeah <laughs> i i you know and, and if if things were different that's what i would be doing but uh but you know like there's uh resources to learn and um, you know, we'll all help each other. You know, you get that Patreon going, I'll definitely promote it. Oh, and, thanks, uh, yeah, sweet. for no, sure. That's and that's I'll join else. it, I'll definitely be a patron yeah, cool. on there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Same it's one that's
1: me. definitely come up in the last uh, month or so is the fact that a lot of artists are trying to support each other on this because it's a particularly rough time for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, everyone's going through some shit. I know, uh, I know Stan, uh, Stanislav, he was dealing with some uh, major stuff this last month, and so oh, I that's... did. I could uh, get most, most of them um, as much of his work out as he, as he was showing me.
0: I hate, I don't want to, I don't want to say it cause I know it's, it's, um, uh, uh, I don't know, controversial thing to say, but it is, it, it, it is Mercury is in retrograde. I have to say <laughs> it has been, it has been for the last month and you know, I, I'm, you know, I, it's sure it's all bullshit and everything, but man, I, I'll tell you, I, have I, you know, car problems have been happening with. It just seems like it's a difficult yeah, it time.
1: Weird. So I, I had such a good time when I went back east to visit uh, my family and my friends uh, in New York and New Jersey. I had this magnificent time. It was amazing. It was almost like that all the energy that had been kind of building up, the momentum that had been building up all in 2019, kind of crescendo there. Uh, oh, this is this is a interesting side story, and I never this is like a weird dream of some kind. My brother was telling me last year. My brother Dan, who's um, had his family living in new jersey near my parents mm. so they opened um there, there's an indian temple that um opened up recently in new jersey it's suburban new jersey wow uh where my family lives where i grew up was the last place i'd imagined the, the, there to be something like that and i thought okay i saw, saw some shots i was imagining it's a modestly sized uh place with some pretty amazing looking sculptures in it this thing's gigantic and apparently from what i've read it's like the largest hindu temple in the world in suburban but it's in suburban new jersey really and yeah, and it's like this uh, short way away from, from away from where my parents live, and all these <laughs> familiar surroundings—the trees, the the water towers, and the forest—all all those familiar things that I grew up with—and suddenly you turn the corner, and there's this magnificent structure there, and I remember just my mind was positively, you, you know, and just you you know, uh, doing all the metaphors you want to, but these this these astounding intricate sculptures and right. just going up and up and around and around. And there's this whole area, and that's just the outside that you that you're allowed to take photographs. And then you go inside, and they're having services. And uh, and again, there's the inside of this uh, kind of tower, and everything's just you know that ornate sense of design where all these um, um, these deities and things are 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 just in this floral kind of blossoming uh, display. And mm. thinking, how is this new? Ger- how is this happening here? Right. It's almost like I said, yeah. No, I had this weird dream that there's you It's know, this incredible Hindu temple up in down in New Jersey. But <laughs> so that was something. Uh, but uh, no, I just again, that was all part of this incredible time. Uh, in New York and New Jersey, went to see this incredible exhibit over there. So Met. wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, so, wait a minute. Was that a oh. dream or was, no? No, that that, that, that actually that's is real. real. There is a yeah, real. Yeah, That's what yeah. I thought.
1: I'll just shoot you some photographs. What, year, what, what, so. what,
0: what, what, why were you saying uh, a dream? Oh no, I was saying it
1: felt like a dream.
0: Oh, it felt because it's so it weird. It felt and like unusual. it
1: was like the, oh yeah, there's I, yeah, I dropped there's this incredible. Dream. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But That's then going amazing. to, you know, the Natural History Museum in New York, and then there's this incredible exhibit of uh, uh, medieval knight armor at the Met, uh, hanging out with my friends there. And that was just fantastic. But as soon as I got back to L.A., I really? thought, uh-oh, something's up. Oh, shit. And I just all the inspiration kind of, like, drained out of me. And I, and when I was, was like,
0: this? When did this? When was this? This was this
1: year, this uh, this uh, early January. Oh, okay. okay. I think, and. And uh, then I got sick, and then I felt everything kind of like uh, the freight train that I was on just kind of derailed, and I was right. like, "Oh shit, no, what's going on?" So it kind of leads to where I am now, where I'm just trying to pick up the pieces. Yeah, and, uh, so where are fun. where are you now? I mean, how are? How, uh, how, well, it's uh, I mean, on one level, how are you are cool. feeling? Um, I'm feeling pretty good, all things considered. I'm feeling okay. I squeaked by by the tiniest of squeaks <laughs> uh, this last month. Uh, um, I made a couple of sales at last minute, and things happened, uh, but uh, wow no, that was scary that was uh, the, the, that was the one time I was thinking, okay, where, where do I go now? you know right. we're take to guinea pigs and you know all the stuff that's happening here' I'm, I'm doing some I'm working on repairing some artwork here for a friend so um, it, it felt kind of catastrophic but uh, again, I just uh, was I'm always kind of optimistic in the middle of those things and I uh, managed to get through that. And uh, there's stuff to do. I mean, there's a lot of work I need to get on here just to get through this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, got called about some stuff that's coming up against some design work. So uh, it looks like things are going to be okay for now. But um, uh, I just have to be very um, uh, prudent about how, how I navigate these waters this month. Right?
0: Yeah. It's it's the 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 roller coaster is fucking. It's there's a point where it's like. Can it just be a little bit easier? Just a little bit easier, you know. I know,
1: especially since like um, there are a couple of months uh, leading up to yeah, I mean, you know, late summer uh, into September and October were magnificent, and I right. thought you know this is this finally here, here things are in full flow right now. They're really moving forward, and then uh, I just felt the grind down start to right. build up, and uh, yeah, you yeah. know, so
0: it's well. Kind of, we're, we're gonna we we're, we're going to be posting links for people to get in touch with you to get your stuff because I you know I I, I urge everybody listening to this to, to to go and buy something from Paul because his stuff is amazing amazing work and you're supporting a great artist when you do I just I feel like I don't want you to move away like <laughs> I feel like I try not to I feel like I, you're I could,
1: yeah if I could keep this place where I am right now um that would be pretty sweet yeah it's, it's just beautiful it's a beautiful area the people around me are cool as hell and I'm at the center of all things and it's the perfect balance of you know being just close enough the to proximity to the city right then, yeah with not driving
0: there. and stuff it's got to be you have to kind of be in a, in a good spot
1: yeah um, that's the thing that this is it this is like uh, if I uh if one doesn't drive this is a very good place to be because you know, the buses are right here the, yeah. the train is right across the you know the uh, right. overpass uh, yeah, Universal City is right there. If I want to uh, just uh, go for a day of like you know, movies or whatever, so um, um, it's sort of a, it's sort of a dream time or dream kind of like location to be in. Right, but uh, it comes at a price. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just i I was gonna say, um, I, I I feel like you're uh, you're you're really an important artist in this scene. So you know. For that matter alone, I, I I want you to stay here and <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll do and, my best and be it successful. Yeah, you know, I want to see you. I want to see you be successful because I, I I feel like you you you're uh, you're a great uh, an ambassador to the to the dark art movement in a way and 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 just a great example of how you know how you know how great of an artist a dark artist can be and a dark artist can be oh, you know am- an amazingly talented um technician and artist so i i feel like you 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 know you 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 have a important spot in this whole movement so i want to see you continue to you know stay involved with it and be part of this thing that we're kind of trying to build so hopefully through this year it will become it will you know, coalesce some more, and we can make some things happen, and and yeah, we'll also dr- yeah, and drive some so drive some really sales fair. your way, help you to get set up on your Patreon. I appreciate and, it, my friend. Yeah, of course. Um, So that, yeah, it goes without saying that I will any any way I could help with the, the Patreon and stuff. Just let me know; I'm I'm there for you because um, I think you know it's worth doing. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep bugging you about it, like I do, Ulrich. <laughs> he's, he's finally given in and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Well, uh, this is an amazing talk. Where I, I guess we should cut it because we're over two hours, which is kind of crazy. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> that was felt <laughs> like but, felt uh, like uh, no, about got, half yeah, an hour. Of the world there. Yeah, you know, like. that was an excellent one. Excellent, excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember you guys were always talking about doing the trip episode. Maybe this gets kind of close to that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, it is. But this, <laughs> yeah, this was. It was. I think a majority of it was talking about psychedelic stuff.
1: Yeah. No. I, you know, and again, thank you because again, it got a lot. This got a lot out of me that I've been. Wanting to find some way to express, and damn it, uh, <laughs> it just it just doesn't tend to come up in normal conversation usually. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and and it's like, you know, some some of the most probably significant events of your life, and it's like you can't talk about them freely with you know no, what I mean. It's, yeah, it's... I know
1: you're just just making it you know, just getting by day by day you know
0: yeah it's a trip so so
1: i'm glad i'm glad i am glad so do I do a draw? do i do make a comic
0: about it? <laughs> i know <laughs> you come on the podcast and talk about it that's what you do yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right well um thank you for taking the time i appreciate no, it absolutely man yeah it was super fun really enjoyable uh, we'll, we'll have your um your your info is there like a link you could shout out uh that to for people to go if they don't, if they're too lazy to look in the description or, uh... um,
1: let's see, I think there's a, there's a website that's being developed right now. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, there's, well, there's also my Instagram, but I think it's just com. I'll have to check again, just in case it's okay. probably not that simple, but, uh, it's under construction and, uh, at least there's been a, there's an, it's got enough of a presence where people have been writing in asking me about this or that. So it, it's, it's out there. It, it's just not, uh, it just doesn't coalesce yet. Into, okay. But people can get you on platform.
0: people. People can get you on Facebook and on Instagram also, and we'll have Instagram, those. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll those communication. Yeah, we'll have those Facebook. links. Links in the description. So, all right, cool. So, so look for you know look for the links and go and um, support Paul, please. Um, he's worthy of your support. Okay, thank you, Paul, for coming on. Uh, thank, thank you, you Chad. Th- thank for thank you. Me. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. If you want to support, you can support the dark art society podcast, Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You get a free, free, get an early episode and like some behind the scenes pictures I've been posting. Like I will post of Paul, the screen grab of speaking with Paul and, um, okay. yes. And, uh, yeah. So th- thank you everybody for supporting and thank you, Paul, for, Coming on the show and spending some time with me, and don't hang up.
1: This this was uh, this was okay. Now I'm I'm still here.
0: Yeah, don't don't hang up when I when I when I uh, stop recording. Just so you know, but let's say goodbye to the audience. audience.
2: Goodbye, audience.